Hey, how's it going, universe? Welcome to another episode of Zoobox, a podcast about nonsense, much of which you are about to hear. It's sweltering out there, guys. It's a fucking heat wave. The violence in the streets is rising. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trash cans being burnt to the ground. Michael's fucking his pool is... The responsibility of it is kind of defeating him. It's too much. Well, it's not the responsibility of it. It's the price of it. That's what's defeating me. Oh, it's well, only like, going to get more expensive now, the incoming inflation. That pool okay. is going to be expensive. <laughs> damn freaking pool. It's so damn expensive. You know what you should do? Fill it with concrete and then just make a basketball court. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, it, you know, cool. that would be a lot of money to fill that. I would have to do oh, like gravel and then put concrete on top of it. But. <laughs> I, if I had like a screen over my pool and it like, because I got to get my pool all remortared. That's the yeah. biggest, that's what's coming. And like my pool deck needs to be all done. If that was already done, it wouldn't be that much actually. Okay. To, to oh, run really? a pool. If you yeah. have like a screen, you know, like those screen enclosures they have. Like, wh- like where we, when we were yeah. for your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they keep them like clean all the time. But oh, when you don't dude, have that, that shit. When I saw that, I was like, that is the best idea to like do that you keep all the bugs out you get no leaves in the pool it, it's a genius idea yeah it's you, just and, a lot and of money. during an, an uh, apocalypse like event uh you can turn it into a faraday cage no one <laughs> you could like discover it in tin foil and uh yeah. you could also maybe put camo netting over your house like you could just drape your oh, whole house you in could. camo yeah, and then you just blend I in. I sworn there was a house there. No, yeah. so you were mistaken. Or you get, you know, that, that weird ass that that glass or that plastic stuff that like you can't see behind it because it like bends the light or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah, there's this particular glass thing, so you could be standing right behind it, and if someone's looking right at it, they can't see you. <laughs> Because it, oh, wow. it bends the light around. Are you, are you playing like Metal Gear Solid? This is like no, what the I, ninja I, uses, like no, his Octocam. Yeah, it's it's uh it's fame. It's a famous material. I, I can't remember what it's called, well, but it that sounds it expensive. Like, it probably is. I but you I guess you can get the same effect if you put like cellophane. Or but 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 Dan, here's the problem. You know, like that pool and screen, like that screen yeah. that they had. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be anywhere. Like to do that would be like ten to fifteen grand. By for yourself? Not no, by myself to have a company do it, but I don't even know if you have to have like a lift to do it because they're so high, you know. Sure, sure. I bet you could figure it out. Probably. You know? It would probably be like five to do it by yourself. I don't all even you, know if I want to do it though. Is some screen material, like maybe what, five or six two by fours? I mean Yeah. Uh, what's the big deal? Well, I'm just saying, but you could you didn't have you wouldn't have to make it that big. No, like, I want to do the not- whole thing. I'd want to make it nice. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just saying you could just do the pool area, like maybe like the whole pool area. I don't know. I haven't been in your backyard, so I just, I just don't know what it looks like. Yeah, it would have to be the whole pool. That's what I mean. But to get yeah. like any kind of pool, that's what it would cost you. Like maybe 8000 if it's like smaller. I don't know. But that's what I read online. So, man, I'm going to tell you right now with the way things are <laughs> prices of things are going up. Good freaking luck. Well, I mean, I don't corn. think. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, people... I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's super weird, man. There's too much shit going on. It's weird, man. All it is weird. Shit, though. Like, with all the fucking... How could this stuff be this expensive? Like, how do... I, I heard uh, that Trump put a tariff on Canadian lumber or something, and then Biden, like, is 
retroactively going back to 2019, meaning there he's asking for tariffs from 2020 or from 2019 or 2018 or something like that. So that's a, a, like it's harder to get lumber, so things are just becoming more expensive. Yeah, he wants way. the uh, the importers to pay retroactively. Yeah, like yeah. on a bunch of things, mm-hmm. um, which sounds weird. Doesn't sound very smart. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but you could say oh. that about a lot of things, I guess. I mean, I guess. How I many mean, decisions know. are they making where you're like, huh? Why? Well, I mean, why? I think I think that's any government. I think. I suppose, yeah. Depending on where you fall on whatever political spectrum, yeah. you're always going to think that something is squirreling, depending on yeah. your perspective. Mm-hmm. And maybe, guess what? Maybe everybody's right. Maybe it is all squirreling. Probably is, man. Keep this in mind. It's a bunch of boo shit. So what do you guys think about the Fauci emails? <sighs> We're well, not more, allowed to talk been, about it? More, no, we can. More have been dropped, actually. Yep. I think Icandecide.org. Yep. Since uh, Dan and I spoke, if everyone wants to go check out our Zoobox Live for Wednesday, um, yep. we talked about this a little bit. Uh, but it had just they had just dropped that day, so there wasn't a ton of... There was a few explosive pieces of material that people found. And uh, but people were still sifting through all the stuff, and obviously, I think what thirteen thousand more emails dropped yeah. since then. Yeah, I can it was decide. Like 10, it was ten thousand on Thursday, and three thousand this morning, or something. And then another like a thousand from the Washington Post as well, I think, because that. Shit. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens when. You know, I don't know. Did you do you, well before I continue? Do you have any new? Because I have the. I've kind of looked through of them. But nothing really popped up from the new email dump that ICanDecide.org just posted. Well, it's it, to me, it's just a thing. Well, okay, uh, I'm I'm glad they're able to do this, whether they find anything or not. There should be full transparency in how these things are done and how decisions are made. Yeah, especially after. I mean, it's after the fact, so it's over. If we're mm-hmm. now, because now people are looking for what accountability. They want to they want to have somebody to be like, why did we make the decisions we made, and what were the motivations of those decisions? Did you hear California? What? So they were supposed to end their emergency orders on June 15th, and this was supposed to be like the end of it for California. Nope. He came out today and said, I am extending the emergency order. Like, uh, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how people stay in California. That's what I mean. Well, I mean, some some people don't got a choice, man. I mean, (laughs) no, that's what I'm saying. The only people who'll be left will be like poor people getting screwed. That's going to be. Every major city in the country is going to be like that in 50 years. What, yeah, but why would anyone stay there? Like any like celebrity or any like I like I still follow people on YouTube, like YouTubers and podcasters that live in California. I'm like, they can afford it. Not a big deal to them. And they've also already bought their house. They paid off their house. Maybe yeah, or something. they got houses. People have assets. It's not that easy to just move somewhere. If I, I, you have an operation to bring with you, right? Like all the YouTubers. They're all like plugged into communities and stuff out there, and that they all use each other for work essentially. And that you go somewhere where you don't have those kind of roots, that's probably going to affect your content, your ability mm-hmm. to make content, your ability to get guests. That's why Joe Rogan, I remember years ago, even he said it because he's been talking about leaving California or Los Angeles for a long time. And he was like, I stay here because uh, this is a good place to get guests. He's like, I would like to live in Colorado, but. I would still have to do JRE here because this is a hub. Everybody, 
of any type of important or anybody that's promoting a book or whatever, everybody will come through L.A. So that's how it goes. I mean, it makes sense, but I think that's shifting. And I think you see places like Nashville, uh, Austin, and Nashville is becoming, uh, they're calling it the other New York because of its capabilities as far as like it's already set up to be able to handle media yeah. as far as like it's really easy to put like they have st- sound stages and studio stuff there already atlanta is going to be another place if that place doesn't fall apart um where yeah. hollywood has already industrialized the oh, that yeah. type of stuff. atlanta yeah they've already been in there they've been in atlanta for 30 years um i mean that's where the yeah. cnn headquarters is it's in atlanta i mean right they have infrastructure there for that kind of stuff, but they also. Uh, yeah, but, that, people, but they mainly operate out of, operate out of New York, right? Like all of some, them some of their studios. Yeah, I think their major like New- the primetime people basically yeah. the people at night. Yeah, but their major their central hub is in Atlanta. Um, their parent station or whatever. I know they got attacked by BLM or something. I won't. Yeah, they went there one time. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, Nashville and stuff. Isn't that where the Daily Wire? Daily Wire, uh huh. Daily Wire moved out there. Uh, that Red Sparrow Studios. What is it? The the more right wing guys that made Dread Cross Concrete. Uh, the oh, name yeah. of the studio. Well, it used to be Sinistate. I can't remember. It's like On Fire Productions or yeah, something. it's there. Phoenix too. Rising Productions, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's there. So that's that's where a lot of I think right wing media and and honestly, I think it's a really smart idea to uh, create. Uh, a right wing hub, like we they need that. They really do. I think. That's where I'll be moving. What to Nashville? Nashville. I mean, good luck. Are you going to become an on air personality? You know, it would help to become an on air personality if you had a portfolio of work of people being able to hear you talking about something you're passionate about on a camera, like say MMA. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or yeah, if you maybe if you had hundreds of videos like that. Well, yes, yeah, I'm gonna. You. Yeah, I was actually talking to a YouTuber last weekend. Oh, were you? Yeah, he gave me some good advice. Oh, okay. This guy well, makes you... money from YouTube. Okay. Are you gonna Nate? You want to drop his channel? Like, do you know his Shit, channel? Shit, dude, I don't even know his channel. I forgot. He told me right, I can get it but... though. He wants to come on the podcast. We'll oh, get him great. on. Yeah, okay. we'll have yeah. him on. That'll be a, uh, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, he does How's YouTube, that? and then he does like um. He runs his own company running like social media for companies. Oh, hey, okay. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And he, he lives likes- in California. No okay. shit. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we'll definitely have to have him on. Um, yeah, I have his number, but I don't I don't have his YouTube channel. Okay. Fr- well, he told well, it to me. Mike, Mike, just give everybody his number so they can call him and yeah. ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's it's pretty it's gonna be pretty interesting over the next decade if we're still here. So you know, I don't know if you saw China has basically said if the um, if the United States continues looking into the Wuhan lab so wait, hypothesis. Is it what? confirmed that it came from the no, lab? No. no. They're looking into it. They're doing an investigation. Basically, <laughs> okay. in the very beginning, all these scientists like lied or or just or just it, it, I don't, well, I you weren't allowed that, to talk about it, right? Well, like, you would get banned. What happened yes, was, was you, had, you had the establishment, like, scientific community basically just fall in line. They didn't know. They didn't look into it. They didn't care. Yeah. They didn't know and, one way or another, but they were just like, no, that's what the official thing is. Because they're all interconnected, because it all has to do with funding. 
for a lot of these people and they and their positions as well. And a lot of them yeah. they're connected to foreign nations, foreign countries where we do research and stuff. And I think that has a lot of that's probably what motivates a lot of it. That's what motivates people from not wanting to be too aggressive with China, like in terms Mike, of like the scientific community. Mike, don't worry about if we can hear the baby dude spawn. It's not even Oh, loud. okay. Well, it's not well, anyways. Loud, so. Okay. But um <clears throat> the thing I was going to say, are you guys kind of scared like now like we like it's almost like these platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram like like people are majorly censored and that's where people do the most interaction. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, we've been like, talking we about are censored. Search. Like we can't even talk about we can't like we were scared to say the vaccine word. Like we can't even say it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, just a word or you can't even say How that about, it hey, may have come from this lab. We'll call it the vaccine. Like whack. Like that's whack. Vaccine, dude. I mean, um, but that's like crazy that you can't even talk about that without getting censored. Well, well and that's and Laura Loomer. Uh, if you, she's a far right. Uh, well, I don't even want to call her far right. I don't know enough about her politics personally, but I just knew she she was kicked off of YouTube. She was a uh, definitely a free speech type of person, uh, anti censorship type of person. Uh, and Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, was at the Bitcoin, Bitcoin. What is it called? Like, like, what's it called? Bitcoin conference or whatever. Sure. The Bitcoin conference, giving a speech or having a discussion with a guy, and she runs up there. She starts calling him out, and uh, Jack Dorsey goes like, "I know there's a lot of people in this. Or there are people in this room that disagree with the policy, Twitter policy, and everyone just goes, yeah, like screw you." Like just start screaming like like and he's like I know I know and it's just that is how they but they just don't care they know they understand and also it's Jack just, Jack Dorsey is a figurehead more than he's actually in control like yeah, yes and well he was taken off as CEO before wasn't he he was removed at one no, point he was never he was never like he left like he when the when Twitter uh, changed he left and then they brought him back on basically as a figurehead and now he's the one that goes and does the media. And he mm-hmm. does interviews, and or he goes to Congress or whatever. <clears throat> Even though he's not really the one that is enforcing or making a lot of these decisions in the moment or whatever. Like they have teams of people, they have departments that seem to work kind of unilaterally. So he's like he's like uh, Twitter's uh, Goebbels. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goebbels was the guy in charge of the uh, propaganda. Adolf yeah, but see, he's got to be careful because he's going to end up being the fall guy eventually for them. He is the fall guy. Right he is now. the fall. He's he the is. punching bag. I mean, that's what yeah. he is. I, I don't even know. I mean, I guess I'm sure he has a very pleasant he must get life. Paid. Oh, yeah, of he gets paid. Yeah, he's not wanting for anything. But and, and that, but that's the thing is, have a backbone though. If you really are disagreeing with all this stuff, why doesn't he just step down and come out and speak the truth then? Because I don't well, think he's totally, getting paid. I don't think he totally disagrees with it, and I think it's outside of his ability to really actually directly address them. He can bring it to the board. And they can make a decision, but they might outvote him or whatever. I mean, when he went on uh, Joe Rogan with Tim Pool, right? And mm-hmm. Tim Pool got to ask him a bunch of questions. If he brought his his lawyer, he brought the Twitter lawyer because well, she's not that's a lawyer, the per- is she? Yeah, she, yeah, she is. She's, oh. uh, I believe so, uh, because she's the one that actually knows the answers to the questions. He doesn't. Yeah, so she that's knows why the technical answers. That's yeah. why she talked way more than he did. And to, and I, I'm not gonna say Tim. Tim did a pretty good job, and he, he kind of got them in a couple times. But uh, well, he he got to basically prove that there is an ideological bent there. It is not like some principled ubiquitous standard that everybody's held to. It's mm-hmm. not. There is mm-hmm. they have a they have a worldview that they promote and enforce on Twitter. 
Yeah. That's really what it – it was something everybody knew, but they kind of caught them on the record, for lack of a better way to put it, right? Or, or, or the lack of even admitting it on the record. Like when he clearly brings up <clears throat> well, no, many didn't, examples. They didn't have to admit it. He illustrated it, and they didn't have answers. That right, is that's what I'm saying. The fact like them, like not yeah. even rec- – like, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, we, we'll take that into account next time. Or it's just we'll crazy that they ban people or shut people down, shadow ban, whatever they do to people for like talking about certain subjects that aren't violent, they're not hurting anybody. You know, like just from words, well, like you well, say, they, like. But this, this, Mike, the ideological difference is they believe certain speech is violence. They actually believe that. I know, but how did words? Okay, but how do they draw that it will be violent if you talk about no, 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 that no something came from a lab or no, not? Listen, or didn't. but listen, they literally. <clears throat> I'm, well, the lab thing is a little bit different. What I'm saying is they believe. Yeah, I know they believe some words, stuff, like some no, hate no, no. speech. Yes, hate speech. But what I'm saying is like it's not. It's like the Hunter Biden thing when they when they banned uh, or, or suspended New York Post for posting the Hunter Biden story under their. Uh, certain policy about hacking about hacked material and it was all bullcrap and they were doing it for narrative to protect because everyone in the tech industry wanted biden to win like that's a fact yeah like they were definitely leaning yeah oh uh, towards that like today uh facebook just upheld uh or just said that donald trump is suspended off facebook until january 7th of 2023 but so I don't get be able to come back. But I don't get Dan why they are like I don't get why they ban things like if you talk about if something came from a lab or if something did not. Because they view that as dangerous because if you split from the established narrative, that means that you are a threat to the establishment. Anything that is a threat to the establishment, whether it's like their version of the truth, like the election <laughs> stuff, like you know, or uh, uh, the the lab leak stuff, it, it just threatens their power because they don't want to be wrong and they want to control a narrative. You know, that's just it. I don't, see, I don't see for me, I think it's a little bit more rooted in the sense of like their version of virtue and righteousness. I think they think they're doing the right thing. I'm not even sure that it's like a conscious effort on their part because, you know, especially with the Hunter Biden thing, I bet mm. you they were contacted by journalists saying that this is Russian disinformation, what are you going to do about it? Because there's clearly ties to certain like um, certain people on Twitter, certain high-profile journal- journalists and, and whatnot that have access to the Trust and Safety Board at Twitter. It's pretty clear that they do. There's a lot of intertwining relationships there. And that's probably more of what it, what it was. Like... Because everybody is kind of self-interested. They're acting out of self-interest. They're trying to protect themselves. So they don't want to get shit on by the establishment, by a group of people, by them suggesting that they allowed Russian disinformation to be promulgated to the American people. Like, so if you think about it in that way, in terms of like, well, then they're like, what the fuck do we do? What are we supposed to do? The problem with Twitter was, the biggest problem is when they reversed their decision with the New York Post. They still held the New York Post to the stupid standard of demanding that they delete the tweet that initially got them banned before they could be reinstated. <laughs> instead, of, in, in, instead of just taking the L. But they th- couldn't. That's according to Jack Dorsey that you can't. Like they can't do it, basically. Is what he said. I remember I, at, at yeah. when he said to Congress. 
Yeah, that's what they can't do it for. What reason? Like if you're I wrong, have no idea. like you're wrong. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not. They're, they're, he's going to fall back on these are the rules and this is the principle that we as a company operate under, and you just have to follow that. Well, it's like, well, what if you were wrong? Well, what I'm saying is that he's he was outlining, at least according to Jack Dorsey, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, that it's a systematic issue. They cannot remove it until you like delete it's technical. The yeah, it's a technical yeah, I, thing. I don't buy that. I, I, I don't buy it either, but that's what he said. I was just trying to give full context. No, I know. I know that's what he was saying. Yeah. like How many people are on Twitter? Total. Millions. I don't know. In the U.S. Too like, do you think there should be a number when a platform gets so big it gets uh, like a certain amount of like 50 million people that it becomes under, like becomes under, public? Under the new uh, – Florida law that was just passed, I think it's anything over a hundred million users falls. It, it can you can hold them accountable under this new law. So anybody that has more than a hundred million, it's, what's it, that mean? Like the new laws, like freedom, like free speech, and or no. Whoa. So basically, if they, I don't, can't remember the exact dollar amount, but the basically, if you're a Florida resident, so Michael, you, yeah. you're a Florida resident, and you're removed off of a social media platform. Uh, that has over a hundred million dollars. You can you can sue the company for a hundred thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per day that you were banned. And but but so there there must be limitations to that. Like I can't be like threatening people. Like no, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like I don't know the the nuances of the law, but I that is like what they did. And I guess it's a pretty good law from what Will Chamberlain and a couple other. Uh, lawyers, uh, Mike Cernovich has said this is a good law. Like this is so. If I got banned from a social media platform for talking about something, some kind of subject, right? Like the vaccine or something, right? That's what I could sue him for. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it, it could that could change things. Uh, these state governments need to start doing. I think a lot more of them probably will. So I mean, hopefully. Oh yeah, it depends if the people. The constituents have the will to want that. I don't know, you know? I don't think this is the thing. Like, Twitter, I think even in the United States, like, it's such a microcosm. It's such a niche thing. Like, so many Americans just don't have... I mean, Facebook is probably a bigger deal to your average person, right? Yeah. But, in but, terms, no, but, in terms but of that, usage. But that's what I'm saying. Once a platform gets so many users, should it almost just become, like, it should just fall underneath what we already have in like America, like freedom of speech, like the rules that we have now just for everyday life. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think that's like what once they get so want. big, that's what some people want for sure. 68 million mean, active users in the United States. Yeah. Six. So once it gets over like yeah. 50 million, it becomes like public becomes like a public domain. Well, worldwide, I think they have a, like almost 200 million or something. One of the, well, most yeah, I think Saudi Arabia is one of the larger ones too. It's like the United States, Saudi Arabia are the, I think the two largest. But, I, but I'm just saying, saying like in America, like if there's platforms getting over 50 million users sure. in America, mm -hmm. they just become like a public platform at that point. That's what they're. I think that's what the Florida law is trying to argue. So if they do, if the lawsuits do get through and they go to the like appellate courts and whatnot, which they definitely would, um, I think it's trying to say that once you reach a certain size. As of a social media company, yeah, I think that would be the correct interpretation that you do become kind of – it's kind of like this. So there are – like so a bank, right? There's like banks. Like I think Wall Occupy Wall Street was famous for this. 
there was a park, right, that was publicly owned or, or privately owned by a bank, okay, like Chase or you know J.P. Morgan or something, and that's where the Occupy people went, and that's where they did it up. So it's private land, right? It's private, but since it has access, the public can access it. That means you can't kick people off of it. So people are trying to. I think people are trying to view Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, these other platforms as saying, if you, you may be a private company, but you're allowing public access, then it's the same argument as like a private land that you grant public access to. Like you can't tell people just to get out of here if you have public access to it. Like you know, you can go down to that private place and hold up a sign saying, "I hate Chase." Chase, Chase Bank sucks or whatever, and they can't kick you out of there. That would because, make sense to me. Yeah, so like I think if the law, I think if the law <clears throat> targets these social media companies like a public space that is private, oh, privately owned, that could change some things. I'm but, for it. I'll vote. Yeah. I didn't even know about that Florida law, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, Ron DeSantis signed uh, a couple weeks ago, and then he just signed. Uh, no biological males can compete in uh, female sports, too. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. And, and then the because Christy Nome of North Dakota or South Dakota, one of the Dakotas, she wouldn't sign it. This basically very similar law because she said, according to her, like staff and of lawyers and whatnot, that basically the NCAA, which is the college you know, sports stuff would be able to like destroy her in court. Well, Ron DeSantis says we'll fight, we'll fight it in court. Uh, one Ron DeSantis, uh, just got one of the major cruise lines to cave because they were demanding vaccines, passports, like demanding people to show their vaccines before they can travel. And then he said, okay, well, you're not allowed to use our ports. How about that? Wow. <laughs> well, because that's, said, the, that's, but that's the reality for a lot of this stuff. It's like, if you just, really strongly push back and you have some at least some sort of grounding where they're unsure they're going to be able to counter that uh they probably will capitulate because at the end of the day this is about money it's about making fucking money all the virtue signaling you want to do out in the world does not matter if you're not meeting your bottom line period yep yep then that's the truth so let me ask you a question i know a little bit about these emails some people are saying that there's evidence that Fauci should be arrested. Is oh, there well, like they uncovered a global pedophile ring that he runs? Stop. Are you <laughs> no, serious? No, 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 no. no. Uh, I think you would have heard about that. If yeah. I well, I don't know. You, you heard it first. Really, really stuff came out. Box podcast. You heard really, it here Sean? first, baby. I really? have the documents. I have been talking to people. There's this guy. He's a YouTuber. He's got good info. Okay. Michael was talking about him earlier. I'm sure. <laughs> so there is. Uh, one, I don't know. I actually, Sean, think you're wrong because look at Epstein. They cover that up. So let's get real. Uh, and they still, no one really talks about it in the mainstream press. Oh, but no, but people insane. were, but there was that summer, that beautiful summer, the first white boy summer yeah. uh, where everybody was talking about it. Also known as quarter three. Also known as quarter three. If you don't get the joke, I don't. a woke, a woke college professor was on there saying, I'm going to stop using terms like small, like summer, fall, spring. Cause that's like an example of like white supremacy or some bullshit. Oh my goodness. And she said, I'm going to be referring to summer now as quarter three. So a bunch of right wing trolls started going like, it's going to be a quarter three, you know, boy, whatever, whatever, like white 
white quarter three and stuff like that. Uh, it was pretty funny. But I don't no, know. But is is there evidence in there? Because like some people, like Candace Owens, like, oh, this guy should be arrested. Well, listen, and I don't really know because I haven't really like. There, there's enough to say that he's morally responsible. I think Rand Paul said that for what though? Uh, he he said he should be basically investigated at the well, very he, least. Well, it, it's kind of complicated because. I I'm thinking, to what can he get arrested for? Like, what did he do? Did he put he, anyone in harm's way? Like, what? Well, I, I'm yes. confused on... Yes. Yeah. Yes. By not being like, upfront about what he knew of the origins of it. So if they were to ever find out that, like, there was direct contributions... Because he knew about he knew about the, the gain-of-function research, et cetera, et cetera. He did know about it. And then he knew about it in, like, February. He was... And there's not a ton of stuff. I'm not going to say there's fucking volumes and cavalcades of emails, but it's definitely brought up. A couple like, of well, twice, at he least. Literally, so Rand Paul, at uh, a hearing, read from this, uh, basically this piece of paper that it was gain-of-function like funding, right? And he's like, you gave Echo Alliance Health X amount of money, then they gave this amount of money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, and in 2018, when they lift, because it used to be banned from the National Institute of his, his allergy and disease or whatever it is infectious allergy and disease they are not they weren't allowed to fund gain of function function research fauci suspended that or got rid of that in 2018 so this has all happened really quickly so we're talking basically within a year year and a half two years somewhere around there this virus somehow comes about which is suspicious and that, and then people were sending him breakdowns. Not to mention the the like the abuse that American people were subjected to by them lying. You know, uh, it, it, our whole entire medical institutions are you cannot trust them. Well, I, not at uh, not at that level. They're bureaucrats, and that's they have, yeah. they're not really in the business. They're like politicians that are doctors. Yeah. Honestly, better off coming to Dr. Mike. If you want to go listen to <laughs> Brett Weinstein and Dr. Corey, you will be blown away and you'll be horrified. And how that's still on the internet, I have no idea. Because I, I don't, don't know how they they're going to They didn't it. say anything inflammatory. I mean, they were just like, and they were, you know, even when asked about, like, are you anti vax or whatever? And he was like, no, I'm not. Like, you got to make that decision for yourself. That's no, the point. I, that's really the point. Like, uh, part of the point that they're making is like, you shouldn't be coerced into doing this because of like the lack of knowledge of what it's actually the fallout of it could be or the etc you know uh i, I had a, a different interpretation but that's fair that was yours i just well, think that's... what well they said like, we listened to it on wednesday nights like that's the the segment that we listened to was yeah. they made that point it's just like you can't they cannot tell you what will or will not happen as a result of this they can't because there's right. there's no research the work hasn't been done and also so it should be your personal choice and you should not be bullied or coerced in any way into doing it mm -hmm. that was i mean that was at least part of, that was I and mean, that's part of it that's right part of the I, larger I, conversation I, but well i guess maybe i just listened to more brett weinstein talk about it and the reason why like basically we don't know the long-term effects of this stuff we don't know I long, do. you know. Mike does well without. I've been told. I've been told. been told. Okay. Well, I've been told the long-term effects. So we're going to talk about the new experimental uh, vaccine that is out. 
so, Mike. Yeah. Who is this person? Now, you don't have to drop names, obviously, but what kind of point of authority or some... Well, he has point? no point of authority, but it's just what I was told and what I believe. No, okay, listen, Mike, hold on. <laughs> Let's rationally break this down. He was at the gas like, station. I so, know Dan, listen. Who, Dan, okay, listen. No, just I've, like, I've, I've known people that got, well, not direct, well, I knew I knew them or know of them that have gotten this vaccine, and they've died already. Okay, okay listen. They've I died, you. Dan. They're dead. Michael. And they're saying it's a heart attack. It's not. Perfectly well, healthy. It, it, it has helped. Mike, microditis, I think is the right word. It's you're seeing a lot, a huge rise of it in young, uh, young men, especially, which is a heart issue, inflammation of the heart, I believe, or something to that effect. Well, this but, gentleman was older. But listen to me. Who is this person? Like, you don't have to tell me the name or like, what do they do at least? Like, where, where in the world do they fit in, and where did they hear this or were informed about this? Before we continue. We need Dan, listen, it's not a reliable source. It's just if you're going to believe it, you're going to believe it. Okay. Okay. So it's not a reliable source. I'm glad we've stated this. Okay. Next. Um, what is the supposed future of this vaccine? If you take it, okay. you have – now, it's not 100%, but it's like mm -hmm. 80% that okay. within the next 10 years, you're probably not going to be living anymore. Okay. Okay. So not living how? Like how is this going to – Like you're not going to be living. I can't no, say it I, any more I, clearly. I, I understand, but I'm saying how is it going to happen? Deceased. Then? This bird is no well, more. Well, no, because you – it's like the heart attack thing. You're going to get heart issue, and then you're going to drop over and kill over and okay. die. You're going to – Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you know how many – because I looked into this because you said this. Do you know how long after you get any type of vaccine – Okay, especially this one that the VAERS, which is the uh, tracking agency for uh, people who pass away from vaccines. Uh, do you know how long before they stop tracking it? No, I have no so, idea. So 30 days. Okay, 30 days. So this is kind of a, a more on your side, basically saying after 30 days, they're not going to track it anymore because they don't believe it as a as a consequence. Okay. Or it is happened because of a. Wax but Dan, I believe that these things are not going to. People are going to take this thing, and then they're not going to be able to prove that it did it. But it's going to be. I, this is I what's going to cause it. And I hear you, but what I'm saying is, why do you believe that? Why, why do you, I believe this? You want to know why? Yeah, like because why, I don't like, believe anything they say, and I okay. believe that they're forcing it so much, and they're allowing twelve-year-old like little kids to get it, and they're shoving it down people's throats. Because they want to kill a large percentage of the population because they want to have population control. Uh huh. And that's why I believe it, Dan. Mm -hmm. I thought so it makes sense. Today that said that we have two years. My, my main thing is this, Michael. Okay. Well, Mike's, Mike's being generous. His source is more generous. Than yeah, that. way more generous. Now, I now listen, now see, listen. See, this is floating around. I'm not the no, only listen, person no, out you're there. Not, no, you're not. I've heard about this months ago, like the 10 year number, the two to 10 year number. <laughs> Yeah, listen, but this is something we have to like think about, okay? Two, it was a famous event that was supposed to happen in 1999 leading into the year 2000. The world was supposed to end? I don't know. Oh, K, K, whatever it is. Y2K. K, Y2K. Y2K. What happened in 2012? 
Mayan calendar. Yeah. Mayan calendar ends. Okay. This is another. There is no, but no, no this evidence. is different. Listen to me, Michael. There's I'm no saying, evidence to say that it's not going to happen either. But listen, I'm not saying that you're wrong. What I'm okay. saying is people manufacture things to have a, I wouldn't, I would, maybe like a purpose, but it's more like they just do it. Sell books. Sell yeah, books. Be on, t be on YouTube channels. Uh, tons of reasons. Or, or Dan, or they're trying to protect you. Maybe they are. It. Okay. But it, you know, this is the same thing that uh, the guy that was in uh, Jonestown, you know, and the world's here. Like this is it's psychosis, man. Listen, I Dan. I don't if you listen to a lot of the smartest people, they're not taking this thing. Well, one, I guess this just came out today that uh, the teachers' union that they teachers have been saying they've secretly been getting the vaccine. Like the, or that they've said they got the vaccine, but secretly they really haven't. And it's I've like known a lot of people it's, like it's, this. It's it's a large majority. Of, it's a majority of the teachers that have not gotten it because I think everybody should be hesitant when you put anything into your body. You know, um, that's just that's just a fact. And Dad, why are they letting twelve year old like little kids get this? Listen, I agree. Because it's, it's like it's like a moral panic, and that's well, why people lie about it because there's a stigma attached to it, uh, not getting it or not just. Uh, giving over to the narrative or whatever you want to call it. They just, they, they're not giving into it and there's a stigma to that. And they would ra rather not deal with like the social bullshit of being like, well, I didn't get my vaccine because I don't think it, I'm not sure if it's safe. They would rather not say that because Sean, what's most that? people, they I just thought we're calling it a waxing. God damn exactly. It, you corrected me. Thank you. It is the waxing. <laughs> I don't even know what that other word means. Honestly, yeah. mis I misspoke. Yeah. Um, no, but like I, I think that's that has a lot to do with that, and I because I do think people are hesitant because of the way how fast it happened, uh, Operation Warp Speed. Like, you know, is, was that a good idea? Is that a good thing to do? Cut through all the red tape that like make sure these things are are <laughs> adequate and safe. Like, I I don't know, I don't know what because the well, because of the perception, but it was all because of perception. It was yes. all because of the perception of like what people were told to feel about COVID. Yes, and so, this is part of the reason. And this is, but and so many other people are getting it. Is that a desperation? Because they want the cycle to be over. They want to go back to their fucking lives. They don't want to wear masks anymore. And if this is the key to open that door, they don't care. They're gonna walk through. They're gonna do that. They're gonna turn that key and walk through the door. While 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 Gavin Newsom extends the emergency orders in California. because well, yeah. I'd, I, I, oh, Which, I honestly I don't know anything about why he did that or what they were saying. Do you have there like a, is, I mean he just said we're extending it due to higher death rates and whatever or something. I, I just who knows? Who knows? Dan, I at the beginning of all this, when they were talking mm -hmm. about a vaccine last year, I listened to a podcast. I forget the doctor's name, but the guy, the doctor, he d helps develop vaccines, and he said they were years away from making a vaccine. Like, this is going to take years to get a vaccine for this. Yeah, but you also have to take into account the mRNA vaccine is a new technology. That is a new technology. And that's why you don't inject that, because you don't know what that vaccine is. You don't know how that's going to interact with your body. And I'm telling well, you. But also on the uh, on the on that, that podcast that Dan was referring to, the Brett Weinstein one, they said that they basically had this figured out within a weekend, and it's because yep. they kind of knew where what it was and where it came from. Mm -hmm. Somebody does. Somebody knows more than, than not. They they, they literally uh, had synthesized they, the vaccine, the vaccine shit, in like in like <laughs> like a week. 
And like a week, and it was like a week or something. Like yeah, I remember, and then it was another three months of going through the process. And of- that came out in the Fauci emails. They had it like within literally, like it was insane. Now, now, the way I listen, I really do recommend you go listen to the Brett Weinstein because they break it down. I'll go listen to it. Sounds well, interesting. And not to mention how people. I I can't tell you if you go listen, you're going to be so frustrated with the way the our American uh, health institutions completely failed us on every level. And, you know, and I haven't been trusting them for years. So, I mean, Mike, you're probably going to live longer than anybody and you're never going to see a doctor. And I like uh, but but there but there really are good doctors who don't. No, but here's the thing. It's like this. When you go to a doctor or like if you go to a vet, right? The vet's only making money. The doctor's only making money if they find something wrong. So you're saying they're like mechanics. They're incentivized to find something wrong with you. Yes, they are. I I would agree, but that's malpractice. So like that. No, because then they'll just find any little thing to describe some kind of little medication. I mean, well, that's that. There's definitely a problem with the connection of the like the pharmaceutical industry and how doctors prescribe medicine. I would not suggest otherwise. I think that's. I mean, doctors get kickbacks for. Yeah, well, that was a big problem with you know the uh, opioid uh, epidemic. Probably that. Well, that was was literally. But people yeah, played but, all into it. As you get older and you go to doctors to check up, like there is just a natural degradation of your body, and things are going to be wrong constantly, all the time. And and it's and I I disagree. If you have a really good doctor, one that you're familiar with, that you trust, yeah, that maybe like a you got a doctor, good one. But you will know if things aren't getting better. If you have like a hurt back, they. they you know, because the reason this is a bit really unknown, somewhat thing, but the reason why uh, Vicodin and all this stuff was prescribed for back pain and everything because it was on their late on the description of the of it. They said you can't be get addicted to it. That's basically what they. That's what all the pharmaceutical com- companies were saying. So they thought they were helping their patients, um, and things they were lied to. And yes, they did get kickbacks. Um, people abuse the system. There's a great show on Netflix about this pharmacist that actually took down like one of these doctors that it was like insane. You know, how I many watched hundreds, it. Yeah, hundreds of people yeah. were coming to her. But Dan, here's the other thing too. If you go to see a doctor, there's something wrong. He, he or she may describe a medication for you that's all these fucking negative side effects. You don't you don't when, have to but let, take but, a medication. I, no, 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 I know you don't. But the doctor may recommend that because that's what they know. But they don't know, oh, well, maybe if you change your diet, maybe if you do this, you exercise more, maybe, and all this stuff can change your body as well. No, I think you could, there's probably an argument you can make that we are qu- too quick to medicate people rather than just be like, make serious life changes. But yes. like Dan said, though, like if you have a primary care physician that you know and that you've been with for years and stuff like that, you have like kind of a relationship with them to a certain degree – the, the level of trust that. is going to be higher. It should be higher, anyways. You would imagine yeah. it would be higher. That's why you would stay with them. Yeah. Um, but I, dude, I don't think it's. It's just there. It's unfortunately, it is not an exact science how to treat people. It's no, just but not. It, everybody's well, different. You know? it, and it, it, they literally are guessing. You know, they are one hundred percent, especially the, in like for the most part psychiatry. Like when you put somebody on like antipsychotics yeah. and stuff, they yeah. don't know what levels are going to work for you, yep. and they have to constantly for years adjust your medication, try mm-hmm. new medications, change things. It just goes on and on forever. 
Like, yeah, and then and then what happens? This is a fucked up thing. They put you on one drug, and then that drug fucks you up. You have all these negative side effects, and they got to put you on another one to treat those negative side I, effects. I, I, yeah. I think that's true. <laughs> like, listen, listen, like for sure, for sure that there's. Uh, I, I'm not a doctor, though. I don't know. I don't know if overprescribing is a problem. I don't know how to treat people with mental health problems. I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, I. I know it works for me, you know. And I can say, I've had. I've worked with doctors. I've been to the doctor. As far as you know, military doctors suck, like for sure. Uh, but since I've gotten out, I haven't really ever had anyone try to prescribe me anything and or push it on me or try to make get me to take something you know that i didn't need or you know hey what's going on man oh i'm like my my knee hurts all right well like here are some exercises you can do to make sure you know break up the inflammation you know ice it like stuff like that like that's most of my doctor experiences in my life were simple at-home remedies that you should be doing to alleviate pain i don't know i haven't been to the doctors in years so i'm and that that's also that's also my, my point is I understand the distrust towards people, uh, especially when you feel like the system is letting you down all the time. But it's the same thing with this vaccine. It's like no one knows. This person you talk to doesn't know because they're not fucking omniscient and they're not a prophet. They don't know. They just don't. And like, so what happens if you let yourself be controlled by that fear? You know, there may be something that is actually going to really help you someday, but you're going to be so oh, man, they're just trying to do this A, B, C, or D. Like, you no, know what I mean? Dan, like, I'm all for, like, hey, if you want to shoot me up with stem cells, maybe at 35, I'll probably start injecting some fucking testosterone. I'll do this kind of stuff. Like, stuff mm-hmm. that will help me. But if it's something like, oh, hey, why? we don't know why, because I know that stem cells are going to help, and I know How? they're not going to do harm. Because they've done that? study. I've listened to, no, I've listened to a bunch of doctors talk about stem cells. Yeah, uh, okay, but Mike, what I'm saying is, Research. why do you, why do you give these doctors? Why? Any, why do they even have credibility? Because why? they don't have credibility. The results have credibility. How do you know these results are accurate? Because Dan, there's first of all, I know you people. That I've, I don't know you people, but them. I know of people that take them. But you and trust then they them, tell, right? and then they and then they have the the results, and they say, "Oh, this was wonderful." And then you have the scientists and the doctors saying, "This is why." This stem cell works. But what I'm saying I is can't... you have to you have to trust them. Yeah. You you can't go in there. No, you're going I don't blind, trust the doctor. Right? I trust the, the science behind it. It's Mike, not like trusting whole, a person. Like just, okay, it's like lockdowns. Bad science. They enforce them anyway. These people aren't rational. They don't Dan, care. No, well, I know that. Yeah, but but what a... I'm saying is you can tr- there is science that's true. Like, okay, when your testosterone starts going down and then you just want to get it back to when you were like twenty five. That's pretty basic science. It's just pretty straightforward. Right. And what's that going to do know. for you? Well, it's going to give you more also, energy. We shouldn't conflate like the bureaucratic side of the scientific community with the actual researchers and people that are out trying to find things, trying to do well, things. Well, right. For sure. Well, I agree. But my, my, my thing is this. This vaccine is on the cutting edge of technology. It is. Yeah, the but we don't know the edge. side effects. We don't. No, we don't. But it's not about that. And I understand. And I'm definitely not taking it because I don't care. Like, I will not follow some weird. And the chances of dying of from COVID are like super low. So why would I take something when I don't need it? It's not going to help. I agree. I think if I was super old, 
I would take the chance. Personally, I would. I would be like, you know what? Hey, no. if I'm old and I want to rock and roll, I want to give it a shot. If I want to, you know, just take the chance. What's the I, chances I, of you're 80 that you're going to die if you get COVID? Pretty high. Oh, really high. Like, like over what? 80%. 80% something that high? It's, it's, that high? It's, something, it's something crazy like that. Yeah, it's higher than... I mean, not, it's obviously not true across the board, but you're more likely to have a compromised immune system. You're going to be just a weaker yeah. person in general. You're not going to exercise as much. You're not going to go outside as much, et cetera, et cetera. So. But is there like a percentage? Because like, if the percentages are right, Dan, maybe when I'm 80, I might get it. Well, the well, thing that's is, what he's saying. That's what he's that. saying. It's a risk. It should be a risk assessment. Like, well, my, if, you, my, if you were somebody that has a list of 100 comorbidities, and you're like really overweight and you got heart problems, all this stuff, you might want to take it because you're going to have a lot harder time fighting off something that affects like your breathing, you know? So, yeah, I might take it in that situation. But, but that's the thing. It goes, it, it, it's, uh, it's weighing the risk and the benefits. And if you obviously feel like the benefits aren't there, which I agree, I agree with you, but don't think like I heard this today from the two years and I'm like, yeah, why really not think that? You're though. getting this. So I'm not saying not to think that. I'm saying I don't know why you would. Like, why? I don't know why? Yeah, because I'm telling why. you. I, let me explain to you again. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. Why would I think this? Because they're pushing it and they're shoving it down people's throat. They're like taking a turkey and just shoving food down it. Mm -hmm. And then they're saying, "Here, you can be 12 years old. You can get this." And they're trying to pressure you to do this so yeah, much. But there also there's also political ramifications because they have to rationalize what's happened in the past 18 months. And if they can say like, if you get a vaccine, uh, then things will calm down and everything will be you fine. Like trash, they're, dude. they're what no, what I'm saying is they'd be insulated from criticism. That's how they feel. So it, it behooves them to push this. And then you have everybody in the media having fucking. Uh, really, really intense anxiety about stuff. I mean, they go on the news and say, like, I'm going to have to rewire my brain not to hate somebody without a mask on at the store. Like, that's like a that's a level of projection that is evil because you're going to have people out there in the world, probably their audiences, the people that are naturally going to watch, like your Rachel Maddows, your Don Lemons, and stuff like that, and they're going to feel the same way. But they're, they're going to develop people. and they're going to develop those neuroses, and that's uh, not healthy. It's not. It's just not healthy. A healthy way to like look at this problem it's completely irrational well i think douglas murray said it best um douglas murray brought it uh he was he's him and peter borgensen were having a talk and he talks about how all of this is designed like all this bull crap that we're seeing is giving the left an excuse to say like what they're really saying is like i want i'm gonna i will kill you like this is what the subversion i'm not saying exactly the way he said it I can play the clip if you want. I mean, it's it's interesting. His, do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. Well, why don't you just uh, can you send it to me and I can share the screen so it's on the podcast, like clearly. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Are you talking about Peter Bognosian? Yeah. Whatever his name is. Could you say you know like, you're like burger? Hey, or hey, boys! I got five G phone now. Does that mean I'm going to be fried? Yeah. I well, mean, dude. But that's imagine how much people were saying that, dude, about that. I mean, how that's much better saying. reception could you have though if you got the vaccine? I, I don't know. I'm you'd, just, be, you'd be ten times better. You I'm just saying, I got work like Benji. So I got five G now, so I might be freaking. Son, I want you to play this right at, like before the podcast is over. The second thing I send you, I'm just okay. saying. I just, Mike, did you watch the Bruins victory thing I sent? I've watched some of it. 
You didn't watch like the video where everyone's like freaking out? No, I did, and one guy had like a Celtic shirt, and I shut it off. Wow, that's really honestly cool. just made me kind of depressed because I was like, man, I can't really be like a Boston sport fan because I'm like, I don't live there. I can't like enjoy it with them. What? Okay. It so. made me want to say just, hey, like I wish I could go there. Like, that was exactly what it made me like. I wish I was there right now. <sighs> like it just yeah, looks so but much with fun. them with the Bostonians. Yes, man, we should. We need to go do something like that. Go to a bar or something up there and just do a game or go to go to a game. I yeah. want to go back up there just to do that. Once all the leftists are removed from society. Right, guys, you ready? Yeah. You see it? You going to share screen it? Let me see. Yes. Okay. You're the fucking Nazi! Don't allow little lies to go past. What do you mean by that? Well... Don't allow people to just say things that you nod along to. Because, for instance, America is like a magic lantern device. It's so big, it's so dominant, it's so noisy, that if one thing is slightly misperceived here, when the light is shone behind it and it blows up on the global stage, you can very easily get completely the wrong picture. The reason why some of us are so pernickety and precise about not letting little lies go through is because we know that when they're blown up on the wall, they become huge. And people fundamentally misperceive the nature of the society mm. they're in. They think they are actually in 1930s mm. Germany. I am not sad that a fucking fascist died tonight. If they actually believe that, they could do anything, because after all, we all know the historical trick. If you had the opportunity to assassinate Adolf Hitler, who wouldn't choose the opportunity? And therefore, if you tell a generation of young people that they live in something which is quasi-fascistic, why should they not kill their fellow countrymen? Blown up on the wall, that's what it is. In the little version, it's these people are fascists, these people are white supremacists, these people are patriarchal oppressors. Blow it up on the wall and it's kill them. That's why, that's why you don't allow the little lie to go by. Go woke. Affirmation. That was a good little clip. I mean, that's, that's just good. Uh, All right, you might as well just play the, the little clip. You might as well. Which one? Well, never mind. You don't want to Didn't talk about what we just watched? No, we should. We should. <laughs> we just got to try to get that in. Uh, yeah, we could, we'll get it at the end. That's right, usually sports talk. So tr trust me, though, right? That that is, I think Douglas Murray lays it out perfectly. I really do. I I don't think I've ever heard it said that way, and it gives you an excuse for being a violent, abhorrent, nasty, despicable person because you have magnified this little piece of our country, this small fraction. And made it that what everything is about that. And I, you know, Sean sent me an article early earlier written by this or by Barry Weiss. It is absurd what this lady says. This, this is that is is that the one from Yale? Yeah. Yes. The lecture. I started listening to it. Oh my god! Yeah, but I, I only got like I haven't had a I have not had a chance. But we can uh, look at some some choice quotes. She said. The reason white people don't eat bread is because of their guilt. subconscious guilt 
about being white and that really like, it's we like it, and they're going well how does that lead to violence and she it's just well so barry weiss this is on her sub stack i'll share the screen uh she um it was her and uh, katie herzog katie herzog does a podcast called blocked and reported with jesse signal uh, it's actually a pretty it's a pretty it's good pretty pod- good it's a pretty good podcast they basically just cover like uh social media cancel culture stuff all right, you know, is crazy. Katie Herzog a left-leaning person, I believe, right? She yeah. is? Yeah. She's sure. like a Barry Weiss. In that She's sense. like a Barry Weiss or a Jordan Peterson type. Jesse Signal is kind of the same way. But, I still love it when Barry Weiss gets roasted on Joe Rogan. It was awesome, but continue. <laughs> but anyways, um, so this woman is a psychiatrist. She was lecturing at Yale's Child Study Center. <laughs> oh, and I didn't even know you could listen to it. Yeah, oh. yeah you can listen. To, you can listen. Yeah, you can listen oh. to it. It's like I, 50 I, minutes. I, I, I read the whole li- damn thing. It took me forever. Well, no, it's not. You're no. This is the lecture that was pulled off of public consumption from Yale. That's what the that's what the audio is. Oh, it's not. It's not the article. Um, yeah. so because that's why she put timestamps when she was pulled do for the poll quotes. So here are some of the quotes from the lecture. This is the cost of of talking to white people at all the cost of your own life as they suck you dry there are no good apples out there white people make my blood boil uh, a few like 30 seconds later i had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way bearing their body and wiping my bloody hands as i walked away relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step like i did the world a fucking favor like this was taught. This was a lecture that was given, and uh, it was, the interesting thing about like kind of the history of it is Yale originally put this on their website, and anybody could look at it. And within like a day, it got put behind the wall. So you had to be a student. You had to have a student ID to look at it. Uh, but these are the type of people that are. That's crazy. That's even allowed to be said, dude. White people of are out of their minds, and they <laughs> have been for a long, for a long time. time. It's like, do you not hear yourself? <laughs> No, I mean, I mean that's like hate speech. So as as it goes on, she was interviewed by this Katie Herzog woman, um, and she goes into kind of her her worldview, her rationalization. But really, just to kind of surmise what the interview is, is she just generalizes like crazy and has very weird, uh, like it's like it is the same, no different than talking about like black people liking fried chicken and watermelon. Those types well, of associations to. To rationalize why she thinks white people are crazy and violent and but uh, even, all this stuff. Even Katie Herzog says some pretty reprehensible shit in this. I she, uh, oh, my God. Like, uh, uh, she agreed. Go down. It's like a really long thing. She she talks for like a minute. Like a big chunk of it? Uh, let, me pull up uh, the, let me pull up the email forward to you. Uh, down. She seems uh, maybe like this she was- one. Let's go through a bit of your talk here. You're right. This is the cost of talking to white people at all. The cost of your life. It's like you dry. There are no good apples out there. We just read that. White people make blah, 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 blah. Around five years, five years ago, I took some actions. I systematically white ghosted most of my friends and got rid of news. I mean, I'm trying to find it. There is something where. Well, oh, this is she's. This is the larger quote. Um, I know, but I'm trying to find it. She like said, I agree with you. No, because the, the, like, the like, person in, in question here is a black woman. And the, this black woman, like five years ago basically ghosted most of her white friends so she doesn't yeah, yeah. really associate with white people like uh there's socially just like, there was one part that really made me pause when i was isn't, reading it, it. I, I, isn't I, that I, first I, quote that we read isn't that like uh like she's like basically saying that 
she like fantasizes about killing like, white people. Like right okay, here, this is this is what this, this is I'm fucking sure. absurd. Okay. I absurd. found parts of the uh, and this. Granted, everybody, go check out this. I'll try to leave it in the. Remember to leave it in the description. Go check it out for yourself, so we're not like taking things out of context. This is deep into the interview. Uh, she. she uh, this is Katie Herzog, I believe. Uh, she's saying, "I found parts of it difficult to hear for sure. I also found it refreshingly honest." There was one part that I really liked. You say white people love talking about race right now. You cannot get them to shut the fuck up. It makes them feel good. And they also imagine it makes us feel good to see their true enlightenment. Talking about racism is a form of self-congratulatory masturbation. White people exchange pleasantries without really addressing racism. It serves no purpose in reconnecting or in connecting other than to jerk themselves off. Uh, that was a, well, that was a quote from the lady. Um, no, I understand. I'm surrounded by people start- who do that, especially on social media. I find it very performative and it seems disingenuous. It also seemed to appear overnight after the death of George Floyd. It's like everyone I know decided to be an anti-racist the next day. They might not have known what it meant, but they bought White Fragility and Ibram Kendi and maybe read them or maybe just posted photos of them on social media. It felt very performative and self-congratulatory and trendy to me. But I am curious about what you see as the solution here because you say that white people love talking about race. Blah blah blah. No, um, I, 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 I'll have to find it after because I was reading it and I just remember being like, "How do you agree with this?" Well, but she, she's all, she is definitely empathetic towards what she's. No, she's not. I she you, absolutely you, she is not pushing her hard on anything. No, she's trying to get somebody to tell them about why they think the way they do. You don't come in hot. You don't come in hot. You should. No, but like no, this, she is. If she, you are it. acting in the, in, the, in the realm of actually trying to be a journalist, and why do you think these things? You want to have kind of neutral prompts. And Katie Herzog, does, she does push back on her a few times in the interview about kind of the connection to diets and guilt and stuff like that. Right, right she definitely does. I, and like, I agree with that. I'm not saying she didn't. It this just is didn't a professor? Feel, yeah. She taught at Columbia, like NYU. Is she still teaching? Yeah, she's teaches. Uh, this lady hasn't gotten fired. No. no, I don't think so. Wow. Well, I mean, like, listen, do we believe in freedom of speech? Do we feel like this lady has the right to say this shit? I yeah. agree, she has the right to say it, but not teach it. That's different. Well, well it, 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 I think it changes things slightly when you're in the context of the classroom because you're there to inform impressionable minds. But like, so it, it honestly it does take on a little bit of a different thing. But at the same time. And isn't I would, I would be hesitant to like you know ban this kind of stuff from. No, I'm not saying that, but but what she isn't she kind of isn't she kind of like like uh, encouraging violence towards a certain uh, group of like, people in a, in a de facto way. This is the same way that the KKK used to get away with like kind of saying like you know oh you know got to do something about black people we got to kill yeah. it because they would never specifically target a person they would just speak generally, which mm-hmm. is what Kay, uh, Katie Herzog was pushing this woman on. It's like you speak in generalities. Like that provides you a little bit of a safety net. Are you allowed to talk about your your dark fantasies about killing white people? Yeah, you can. You can. Mm-hmm. It's it's protected. Like yeah, it's not, no, it's not I, a good I, thing. And like you said, the context of it being in a school <laughs> is definitely it's fucked up. It's yeah, fucked up. that's where it's kind of like weird. It, it, it's just weird that they even allow this to be taught. Michael, this is in every institution. This woman's thought is at every level of every Ivy League school. They're all surrounded by it. They all propagate it. They all say the same shit. 
Well, very people very rarely are this out in the open, right? Like, and it's actually a good thing. We should encourage people to yes. actually speak their real beliefs and let them be aired out in the public square. Well, it doesn't it just, matter it, if you're if you're this lady or if you're some fucking weird Nazpol dude from the internet. Like, I don't care. Like, well, the encourage debate. Encourage them to not hide their power level and be subversive. Just right. say it. Yes. Just fucking. Say I it. agree with that, but the, I think this is where um, Michael Knowles was talking to Williamson. I think is his name, and he was talking to him, and he goes, "No, like we need to do cancel culture. We need to cancel these people from working at Ivy League institutions. We and like no, like we need to. There needs to be pressure." Well, put no, should, on yeah. these institutions from not allowing these racist, disgusting people from from being able to put in like I'm talking. Uh, what was it? North Carolina, I believe, or Ohio, one of the two banned Coca-Cola machines in their in like in like I think maybe it was a county. It might have been one Why? county because of their woke politics bullshit. We need to push back. Screw Dan Crenshaw saying, oh, the objective of conservatism is to be defensive. Go fuck yourself. Like, I am not. Well, like, we should all push back. It is not. The, the project of conserva conservatives is always to be defensive because what are you trying to do? That's, You're trying that to is, conserve. That is a – that's the old party. That's the old conservatism that is not has not worked apparently. Well, no, because it's it can never actually work, Dan. Like it, it, on a long enough timeline, like the progressive mindset takes over. That's that's not true. It just it happens incrementally over no, generations. That's but that's because of defensive posture. They've never been on the offensive. If they go on the offensive, then we can take back institutions, and we have to. Well, hey, man, like it's it's like a, maybe it's cliche to say, but you know, you stare long enough into the abyss, <laughs> you know, you might you become mean? it. Might become no, the abyss. Like no, that's no. Like, you. If like there needs, there are ways to combat these things. I agree that are more offensive, and I think a lot of it's cultural. I think it's about movies and music and getting and making it mainstream in a way that is not like precious or corny I, or about, whatever. What uh, I think that's a lot of it. Like that's what a lot conservatism, of conservatism, though, to you. Conservatism, in some ways, it is like the, a maintaining of the current status quo. That's what you think it is. Like in some ways, that's how it functions. I, I wonder what the official is because I completely disagree with that. Just well, we can look me up, personally. I could be wrong, so we'll look up the. We can look up the whatever the definition. Like, is. I, well, not not necessarily a definition. You need to look at the the their principles. What are the principles of definition uh, of conservatism? I mean, because the the way I feel about conservatism, this is my personal view. I can't say this for the whole conservative movement. Is to Give power to the individual, not the collective, to put an individual's rights above everybody, everything else. It's about preserving the individual rights, conserving that. Yes, not no, but, yeah, but this is what I'm, this is kind of what I'm saying, like this, the status quo, cultural norms, traditions, etc. No, 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 just the individual. None of the big stuff, just the individual it's, well, it's should not, be the main pillar. I'm not saying I'm not saying it shouldn't be the main pillar, I guess, but it says uh, conservatism is an aesthetic, cultural, social, and political philosophy, which seeks to promote and to preserve traditional social institutions. The central tenets of conservatism may vary in relation to, tra to traditional values or practices of the culture and civilization in which it appears. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. That is not a that is that is not a platform that I am for. I am for well, then about maybe you're not a conservative then. No, maybe I'm not. But but no, but the, <laughs> the whole point of conservatism, it's like liberalism used to value the individual. 
That's what it was about. It was yeah, about so bowing have, yeah, individual but, liberty above all. So we have a name for it. It's called liberalism. Like that's what you're describing. Well, not in the modern sense. I well, I think I see. I don't like to concede language to these psychopaths. Like I don't think that's a good idea. I think it, it has terrorists? its meeting. It has a, it has its roots. I'm going to stick with that. Like that's what I'm going to do as a but person. If, but, but if we're not willing. If these right these Republicans and these people that consider themselves to be conservatives, we need to change the party. It needs to evolve. Like how Democrats have become went from being, you know, fairly reasonable, maybe warmongers or whatever, but they were they were fairly reasonable as like as their policies and then things obviously like you said, they're the ones that have gotten really, really well, bad. There was an evolution of conservatism that's what we call neocons, like neoconservatism. And that just like uh progressive people call like old-fashioned liberals kind of now they call them neoliberals neoliberalism right. has taken mm -hmm. over the party mm -hmm. like this and they you know well i i think so things have changed they they have developed over the years what and does the neo stand for i don't know exactly honestly like neocon they're pro-war they're pro like establishment they are pro big government basically they're pro-authority, authoritarianism. But it's – we need to fight back. The conservatives do. They need to change this platform. We need to go after the institutions of education and hold them accountable for brainwashing our kids. So stripping, uh, stripping them of their funding. Public money, tax money, ta our taxes should not be going to fund institu institutions yeah. that push CRT. But these things require public will, and that's what I'm talking about. They need to be on the offensive on a cultural level. Like you need that's, to, it needs to I'm be so part of these kind of values and the things you're espousing need to be a part of people's like daily life. Yes, regimen, cancel culture. The they can, cancel the things, these psychopaths. No, I'm not talking about necessarily uh, cancel culture. I don't know if like the idea of fighting a bad thing with a bad thing Sean, is going to end been, up is going to end up working or even Sean, be a good thing in the end we've been losing backfire. for decades because they don't fight back they don't you they don't know how to organize the right wing doesn't know how to organize they don't know how to fucking that's what tr oh, trump no, changed no but they do the organization no, and like they do know how to organize it's that they are constantly raked over the coals and demonized immediately when they do that's what and i'm talking about and, and they well not always i mean like the tea party was around but the tea party ends up getting co-opted by the conservatives and the republican party and it yeah. becomes a different thing and it ends up becoming very wishy-washy but they were completely attacked and demonized so they wanted institutional support from people that they thought they would have their backs and that's really not what happened but um that's why you need to have your own kind of culture your own entertainment your own things that don't do that and it has to be a larger market share than what we have now because now 90 percent of entertainment goes in one direction well i mean i i agree and i i think you know one way you can attack these institutions is by divesting from them getting rid of them like stop using yeah. these things that are Takes telling you that you're a piece of shit because you're white that's good, but it's, it, requires, it re requires the will of the people to do that. Like an organization, though. Yeah, so what is Coke big, doing? So you have to have influences that send that message out there in just an aggressive, just as much of an aggressive way as the opposite of it. Right? That's like, what. That's what I'm saying. That's why Marjorie Taylor Greene, whether you like her or not, she's good for the party.
She is aggressive. She is out there calling out the bull crap. Matt Gates, Josh Hawley. I'm these guys. Even, I'm not even talking about politicians. I mean, because that's the people that pay attention to that stuff or really get into that stuff is probably a like pretty niche, like relative to the population. But I don't. I think. I think personally. There's a lot more conservatives, at least activated at this moment. There's a lot more right wing people activated because we don't have power. So, like, I think you know, there's a good chance that we could take the. It activated me. That's right. Mike is a Manchurian candidate. Um, you, Mike, the whole Coca-Cola thing. Basically, they were, are known as Coca-Cola now. They were putting out white critical material, basically saying you have to admit that you're racist if you're white. Stuff like just the basic woke crap it got leaked and it blew up and it was like on a corporate level they were like giving seminars what about what about raytheon or whatever was it boeing or something like they sent their all their people to like a three-day retreat where they had to talk about their whiteness and all that stuff it's just junk it's people at the the top of those companies they don't care because they're like well if we do this will you leave us alone yeah okay okay and that's Probably. really because they don't want to be targets because they see what happens. Honestly, it, they're pussies because they're just being complete reactionaries. Everybody folds to Twitter for some reason. Mm-hmm. They're like, these people don't even fucking buy your products. Like, who gives a fuck? Well, just especially if you're like your an thing. airplane company. Like, what do you care? Yeah, just do your thing. Just like, you make airplanes, if people, bro. If people don't want to use your, your airline, okay, trust me, there's plenty of people that don't care, don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Like, Well, I mean, but that's the thing is that I think they're like this Fast and Furious nonsense of John Cena. Like, if I'm not going to go see that movie. What happened now? <laughs> Mike, listen, man. <laughs> you got to listen to Zubox t- Live, buddy. I, I don't know what to tell I think you. That, John- should be, that should John- be a prerequisite for every, every fucking... <laughs> Thursday, you got to listen to Wednesday night Zubox Live. So, because that's when Dan and I usually cover all this stuff. But. No, what so, happened in the Fast and Furious? This time, okay, John, John Cena said in an interview for his promotion of Fast and Furious that the first country to see, going to be able to see internationally Fast and Furious is going to be Taiwan. And all of a sudden, because China doesn't believe Taiwan is its own country, it believes it's a part of China, they freaked out and said, We're going to pull your movies from the theater here in China, which they already made $127 million in their opening weekend there. Well, so John Cena goes on this thing called Weibo, Weibo, or whatever the app is called, which is their version of TikTok, and apologizes in Mandarin to the Chinese people for recognizing Taiwan as a country. Wow. You want to hear it? You want to see it? And the director of Fast and Furious is from Taiwan. Yeah, which is just add insult to injury here. Here's our man, John Jacob Cena. I don't know if that's JJC. What is this, John? What is this? Can can anyone hear this? Because I can't. You can't hear it? I'm just reading. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. There's no audio. Technical difficulties. I didn't hit a button. Technical difficulties. Hey, that guy's pretty smart to remember all that in Chinese. Oh, 
，所以很多在放很多 information， 呃，我呃我有一个错误，我必须说现在就是很很很很很重要，我爱更尊重中国更中国人。We get it. So that's what. So basically, he yeah he did a, a an apology video、uh, to the country of China because、uh, like、he、simp. said something like just the most pathetic behavior. And like, and the real question is, is like, well, who put him up to it? Was it his choice? I guarantee you, I have a feeling it was universal. No,、yeah. I guarantee you, it was. The, but this is the thing. Well, I'll see. Kind of behind the scenes,、uh, and this is what I was trying to talk about earlier a little bit before we got into the vaccine stuff. China, so there's the lab investigation. Tensions are rising between China and the United States for sure. There's there is tensions that are building. They've done over four thousand sorties, okay, which are airplane flights, like it in the Tai near Taiwan, where the where before like I think that was in like 2020 they did that or 20 or 20 yeah 2020 into to now is like four thousand sorties. They Were, I think it was 2019. They did 200, or something like that. Like so, like they are escalating things. They've been crossing into areas they're not supposed to in these these aircraft. They are put,、uh, putting ships where they're not supposed to. When and then a state-sanctioned Chinese-affiliated media came out and said China is going to build、uh, so many nuclear weapons that it's going to make. The politicians of America shaking their boots, like they are openly talking about these things. They say, and they they said they are going to do that as a response if they continue looking down at what happened with the lab leak hypothesis. They should not investigate. They're basically threatening us up out in the open. They are constantly trying. They're pulling on our tail on Twitter, going, "You keep like." You like look at all the racism in your country. You're disgusting. You know, you guys have. How dare you judge us? Like they're just. It's gonna get wild, man. In my opinion, like it could. Well, I think. I, think I don't、could. know. Or 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 Biden just completely capitulates. I mean, they've already kind of signaled that they have no intention of really. Oh, Sean, haven't you heard Trump's coming back end of the summer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what they say. That's, that's, that's what you say. And Sean, I think this is the thing. I had a problem. With Sean, so the National Review, like this guy, it's a right wing source.、Uh, I I don't buy it. That is some bull crap. No, well he wasn't. He, no, he, he wasn't. That. He wasn't. I I actually agree.、Uh, I agree with you because none of them. There's no official. Who, there's well, no source. Who, 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 well. He's. They both claim to have sources.、It、was Maggie Haberman was the one who wrote it for the Daily Beast, I think,、yeah. the first story. And then basically this guy, I think Charles Cook, who is a respected like right leaning writer,、um, if you're、uh, if you're in, in, into that stuff. But he he says that he asked around. Basically, that was the, he asked around to his circle, his friends. He's down in Florida. He's down in like near Mar-a-Lago, and、uh, apparently. He heard that it was actually true that he was actually saying those things, but I I totally agree with you that like if there's nobody on the record, then who cares? This well, is it's, like it's any, like, it's like every、Trump、other said, it's like every the, other Trump story. Like, like when who, the Atlantic put out that Trump story about Trump saying all the thing about losers and suckers、uh, and losers veterans, about veterans. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, we we can't believe any of these people.、Uh, so I, I I really don't even believe half the crap I read, but. 
I think, Michael, this is what I think. I think that when our founding fathers wrote the Constitution, they put a, a failsafe in the Constitution that we don't know about. Like so, the basically, Constitution Part Two. So the Constitution Part Two, whatever it is, this document, like this document, has been passed down by a secret society, like this secret group of people, and this is going to do like give Trump the power. It's basically the golden <laughs> ticket, like from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, because well, that was another uh, point that Charles Cook brought up in his article was that like there is no process by which to reinstate him as president, like. The, According, the, election, the election was certified so legally, even if they find impropriety, it's not going to matter. No, but that's the thing. So this is what Mike Lindell believes, which I sent the thread. It is hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's crazy, but he goes, he's going to be able to get the Supreme Court to overturn the election. That's what he thinks. Yeah, he said nine to zero. Yeah, nine to zero. That's what he thinks. <laughs> nine. <laughs> like, and if that happened, though. It, this country would implode. Yeah, it, it's never with the Supreme Court. Like, say, even if even if all of his assertions are true, I there's no way the Supreme Court's going to go along with that. We've already seen that they won't. I don't they're, know. I don't know. They're they're What's bureaucrats, that? just like everybody else, apparently. Like, and, na- push and comes now, to shove. did you see the Supreme Court just passed that? Uh, I think it was like seven to or yeah, it was nine to zero. I think it was this this last one. Um, on the it's ba- they basically there's a certain act it's a computer or something something other act uh, and people thought it was way too broad and and a lot of people got in trouble there was this famous guy he basically used he like hacked this MIT system or something it, or he somehow he looked at stuff on there he was and he downloaded something he was like faced with 50 years of jail he ended up killing himself it's a famous story and it this basically says that I don't. I don't want to speak on it wrongly. I, I, I don't have a full context, but I guess it's a good thing. I guess it's a really good thing for the future, as far as it comes to with interaction of computers and private citizens, because technically you could access something and they can't tell you. They can't get you in trouble for it. So let's say, like what Snowden did. There's arguments that that what Snowden did is because it was for the public good. Like there may be an argument there now. For Snowden, I, that's how I, I. Maybe I'm wrong. That's, but that could be a wrong interpretation. But there could be certain protections for people now that, you know, you could use like a. Let's say you use you're a cop and you use your National Crime Information Center background check to look at somebody. Like technically, you can't get in trouble for that anymore because they were trying to use it. Like some guy was using his Facebook on a like state computer and he got like in huge trouble for doing it because it was on a classified network so like yeah. he tried to get him in trouble or something it's, there's like a lot of things about it it might I'm be not just more or less to protect people from that like make stupid mistakes no it i dude I'm, and it, it could have larger like you said it's very broad so it yeah could have larger ramifications at the like, top, now they narrowed it though. They made okay. it very specific. That's what I'm All saying, right. or more specific. You guys have to. I don't know if you guys ever read a Supreme Court decision, but it's hilarious. They have to use like examples, yeah. and it is the it is the funniest examples. I'm like, this is the one you came up with. It is pretty funny. It really is. Um, it's interesting. Just saying, you guys should definitely go read Supreme Court decisions, especially the dissenting opinions. They're always fun because they get really snarky in there. It's pretty great. Um, like. 
It's going to be interesting, man. I don't know. But if Trump does decide to come back this summer, <laughs> Mike, what would you do if it did happen? I would be very happy. You would? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't freak you out that's, that like this is – why would no, you because, be happy? No, because I know that they rigged it, and I know that the, the truth oh, needs careful, to come out. Careful, careful there. We, I uh, just said I know that they rigged it. I didn't say what. So Okay, fair enough. But well, um, just, but like you got to ask yourself. No, because I feel like what's the best for the country is not Joe Biden. I feel like what's best for the country is Donald Trump. That's why I would be happy. But why? Why do you think he is? Why? Because Donald Trump is the epitome of freedom. He just wants freedom for everybody. Okay, but why didn't he pardon Snowden? Why didn't he pardon Assange? Because damn, I, he's got so much stuff going on. He can't do my, every little thing. He's got all this stuff. Oh, he's got to keep up with Twitter. He's got to keep up with Facebook. No, 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 no. Well, specifically the Assange and Snowden thing, because it was during the end of his tenure, and they were basically people campaigning personally like to him. Millions, millions. Like to uh, pardon these people, and he decided not to. And I have a feeling it's completely politically motivated. If you wanted a hat tip to him maybe running again, that would be that. that would be it. Because they know they would have crushed him. They would have let all the political, like the left, eat him alive. Oh, they yeah. Said, all the cases him. that are being brought up against him in New York, they would have yeah, been that, like, yeah, it would have been wide open. It would have been open season on but, him. Well, see, and, that would have right. really, but I guarantee you that would have gave him way more support. Dan, wouldn't you rather have Donald Trump right now? Would He'd I be really? like, open this bitch up. Let's go. Honestly, no. And for one specific reason. Yeah, right. You're lying. No, I'm not. The I'm actually are, the memes are too good. I th I think everyone could say I'm disappointed. Uh, I, I, I anyone who knows me would would say I'm disappointed about Joe Biden. Also, I'm very thankful for Joe Biden because Joe Biden is showing I think something that we weren't aware of and how open they are about their racism. Like no, no, I mean, and I mean like on every level when it reaches the presidency where they're selecting people and talking about equity. These things should scare people. You know, this is something that I think it's going to wake a lot more people up. Having J Donald Trump was just the villain, right? So he was the villain, and people could hate him. Now that they've won, people are starting to go, this is kind of fucking absurd. Things are only getting worse. Things are not getting better. Like, they, they, it's just all... And all, like, yeah. is, and all of their plans to make it better seem ridiculous. Like... yeah. It seems like on its face, like, why, why does that make sense? Um, and yeah, I, I think there are a lot of people that are definitely not having necessarily buyer's remorse, but I think it's just a subtle psychological shift, like you're kind of saying, right? Like, huh. people are, now people are going to have the freedom to be critical because treating Trump as like some cartoon villain character allowed people to rationalize not being critical. Like, and, and, and so it's actually on both sides. Like, I mean, like, on both sides, the cult of personality that surrounds Trump, but also the people that hate him. Um, dude, just, but I, I, I found a way to win on Twitter. So listen, I, I post like I, I wouldn't say completely antagonistic, like Joy Joanne Reed from MSNBC said, you know, uh, George Floyd was choked to death. And I'm like, no, that's not true. OK, and I posted uh, Alexander Sonitsyn. I can't remember his name. He wrote the Gulag. And the Gulag Archipelago, and it says like you know I know that you like you know that they know we know they're lying blah 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 like there's this famous quote by him, um, 
And this guy goes, like, I start getting all these posts like about how I'm a right wing nut job. Like I don't, I, I don't live in reality, like things like this. And I, dude, but they didn't know. I had already pulled up the Hennepin County medical examiner records. I had, and I could, and like the, because the other one was not pub released to the public. The one that was done by the family, it was all through the name of their lawyer telling everybody. So they never actually released it, which means it's probably bullcrap. And they never issued a toxicology report. But all I said was he did not die from asphyxiation. That's it. And people blew up at me. And I just started just being like, you know, they would personally attack me. I'm like, well, I'm basically go, I, listen, I don't think I think it's pretty disingenuous to attack my who like me and not my ideas. So let's start there. And I like like these people stop talking once I started showing them information. I'm like, listen, this is just my opinion. Like I, I and you know what I always say? I was like, I respect your opinion and your right to have it, you know, and like, good luck. I hope you have a great day. You know what I mean? Yeah, we know they are lying. They know they are lying. They know that we know they are lying. We know that they know that we know they are lying and still. They continue to lie. Is it Zolzhenitsyn? I don't know how. It's Alexander Solzhenitsyn. 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 Yeah. He he was in a a gulag in Russia. But I'm just saying, man. Like, you just I think if you just calm it down, you bring it down, and you start talking to these people, like they're still gonna hate you. But like, I had a guy say, you know what, man? Because he pointed out something I didn't know, and I said, you know what, man? Fair enough. I under I admit that I, I was wrong about this. And the guy goes like, you know what? I'm really glad you're gonna meet that. And he's like, I hope I hope you have a good day. I'm like, you too, brother. And like, that's it. And you just move on. Yeah, but that's yeah. You can't fall into the trap of responding in the same way they respond to you. And usually, uh, people immediately back down. Like there is just an abstract nature of Twitter where they immediately nobody feels like they're talking to real people sometimes. But when you are actually act like a real person, yep. And if you're open. And if you're just there to discuss and you don't throw the venom back, then you generally people. I, I'll out. throw it. No, I throw a little bit. I mean, I'm not a bitch. I'm like, I'm like, I can't believe you just changed my mind by uh, exploit, like exploiting my race and uh, my identity. Like, thank you, you know, for for blowing my mind and changing the way I think. And they're like, well, you're the one that doesn't live in reality. I'm like, you don't define what my reality is and I don't define what yours is, but maybe we can talk about it. Like, it's just like crazy to me that that people think, and that's the worst thing about Twitter is they really does bring out. And when you don't see a picture to it, like when you yeah. see like a, like a, like a symbol or, or like a comic book character, you're like, Oh, this guy's coming to fuck. Like this guy's coming to try to just start shit. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. You got to expect that on Twitter. Like if don't go on Twitter, if you think your feelings are going to get hurt. And no, I used to have a troll account on Twitter. I don't ever use it. I think it's probably still there. It was uh, what Bill Shooklance. I would Shook never say that publicly. What do you talk about? Do a troll account? What are you crazy? No, this was years and years and years and years ago. Yeah, yeah, Sean. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen what people have been getting canceled for. Oh no, I didn't write anything crazy. I barely ever used it. Like I just yeah. never used it. But uh, yeah, it was Bill Shooklance instead of William Shakespeare. <sighs> Shakespeare Shooklance. Lance. You know I saying? get it. I oh, get it. Oh, man. That's actually pretty good, though. That is pretty good. I used to just, because I used to do this thing. I used to do it on Facebook, too, where I would make up fake quotes for my presidents. <laughs> <laughs> just post them, <laughs> just saying ridiculous things. I mean, it is. I don't know, man. It, all right. So, Sean, would you be happy? 
if Trump came back right now, uh, like on a white horse? No, I think, just rode I think into Washington. I, I think your point is actually really valid. It's going to allow people to come to terms with the reality that we actually live in and not use Trump as an excuse yeah. not to. Because you're seeing all the ratings of all you these need... places are dying. They're falling off. Like on what? CNN, MSNBC, they're because all losing. If you've, no if you've noticed, now they are starting to self, not self-destruct, but now they're going after each other. They're going after Fauci. No, they but that's Fauci's emails. But uh, all I'm saying is now they're going after the each other. The leftists, because they don't have they don't have a, a, a like a center a of monster. gravity anymore. They don't have a point of collective hate. So now they're all infighting, all of them. Like you, can, is, especially if you follow like political YouTube and political like e e politics streamers and stuff like that. They all hate each other now. <laughs> They're all like bifurcating and fractionalizing in the same way that the right usually does. You know, the right often because of our our kind of beliefs of like kind of sovereignty and personal liberty and stuff like that. Sometimes it makes hard it makes it hard to actually collectivize and come together. Um, but I think everybody's coming to the point now. It's like, well, if we can agree on ten things and instead of fifteen, that's fine. Whatever. Like we'll Don't figure out those baby. other five. We'll figure out those other five things later. Right now, we actually have to accomplish something. Yeah. And and in in a sense, Joe Biden is probably a good thing for the right, and it's probably uh, a bad but good thing for left leaning people to kind of be shooken out of the psychosis they've been in for four years. You know. Yeah. By being gaslit. Well, I mean, the media is doing everything they can to still talk about Donald Trump because yeah. they need him. They need him for cohesion. Mm -hmm. You know they're they're so hyped for and his Trump's rally. just laying low, not saying anything. Well, yeah, uh, I mean he's well, been he, he was he was trying to he tried to start a blog that he abandoned like the other yeah. day because he said not enough people were reading it. But I don't think he took into account of how many people took screenshots of it and shared it on Twitter. Yeah, like, so that's where so people up. actually going to his blog. Maybe he didn't get a, hit, a lot of hits. Maybe it was like five hundred thousand or whatever. But the reach was actually pretty pretty huge. Yeah, like, I never went to the blog, but I saw every blog post. Yep. Yeah, I went to the blog a few times, but it was just like I don't know. I'm not going to check up on Trump. Every <laughs> it's, day. Just like, like, it's just like uh, May 24th. You know, it just says chicken again. <laughs> I I just I think there's enough to say that this is really where the shift has to happen. They have to see their monster when Biden is like letting the border spin out of control. Our infrastructure is getting attacked. Our in inflation is going through the roof. They're not even talking about trying to figure it out. We know we're about to get taxed out the Yazoo. Everyone's about to get hit while they deny it. You know, the and like talking about white supremacists, according to cool. the FBI, the number one threat. People are like, our number one threat to our country right that now. That was ridiculous. Yeah, but our number one threat to the country right now is itself. Like, we are, and what I mean by that is like, we're not securing our borders. We're not freaking like trying to, to figure out what's going on with our infrastructure we're not trying to help these companies like why and I, who said this the other day it was a genius thing uh i can't remember who it was i'm sorry if i'm stealing it from you they go how the fuck can we spend 75 billion dollars over the past few years it was glenn greenwald glenn greenwald said this he goes we spend like 75 billion dollars on the cia and like a shit ton of that went to like hacking other countries and like you know doing all this but we never invested any money to protect it to protect our infrastructure to pr use cyber defenses like we yeah. spent all this money about 
working with like the de- the Denmark like like list spying on you know Erwin Merkel whatever the president of Germany and doing it right before we have this big meeting Vladimir Putin freaking out there saying oh we're about to have a real discussion he was saying that about dude Russia literally called out the United States basically the other day they're like he is not gonna like what we have to say and we're gonna we're gonna tell him to go fuck himself like that's basically what Russia said. That's what Vladimir. Yeah, because I think uh, Biden comes from a place of weakness. He looks weak. He, he can barely. It, talk. He is weak. It's, He's it's very weak. Even, That's well, why we need even, Donald Trump. It's not even just his frailty. It's his mindset. It's his worldview. It's how he's a- operated his entire political life. He's just a puppet. I mean, but we need funny, Donald like, Trump. It's like all of the things that Joe Biden has to deal with as a president right now are a direct result of the policy oh, prescriptions yep. of his own party. Like so, Donald. Donald Trump was the president last year, but the things that actually were the most corrosive had very little to do with him. So, I mean, not to say that like he's not responsible for anything, obviously, but the the way that we handled the pandemic and all that stuff, a lot of that came from the left from the left-leaning circles, you know? It's not it definitely was not right-wingers and Donald Trump. Yep. Yeah. I I think I think we're going to see uh some interesting stuff over the next couple of years. Hopefully our country doesn't fall into some economic collapse and then we have to go to war to try to dig ourselves out of it, which is something we've done before. It's actually might be why we're, we're yeah. doing the things we're doing. Actually. That's what, that's Joe what Biden's, was saying. Yeah, yeah Joe, Joe Biden's probably just like, yeah, well, we're fucked. I guess we got to start a war. I mean, honestly, though, just because maybe now's the time before they get too powerful. I don't know. Maybe now's the time. But listen, I don't know how I feel about that. There was one more thing I wanted to ask before oh. we left. Before, actually, I was—I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. We haven't talked about this at all. Uh, the hot Andy No takes. Oh, that's what it was. That's exactly what I wanted to talk okay. about. Okay. So Andy Mike No, does, Mike doesn't went, know what happened. He went undercover. Was like a week ago, a week and a half ago, trying to infiltrate Antifa in Portland, right? During was, a riot. During a riot. Um, and he gets spotted, basically. He gets chased. He gets f- attacked and has to hide out in a hotel of people trying to kick him out while people are trying to get at him, and that's how he makes his escape. But there was like a little bit of a, a kerfuffle, I suppose, and I guess Tim Pool was the most vocal one, saying yeah. that this is like a form of kind of, of calling him a grifter a little bit and saying that he did this for publicity and he should have known be- better and there are better ways to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And I just wanted to know, what are you? What's your take on it, Dan? Do you think he was being uh, irresponsible? Do you think it was actually a bad thing, or or not? I, well, I, I think there's definitely a level of responsibility that falls with him. I mean, he knows how much they hate him, and to put yourself in that position, uh, it's definitely some responsibility. No journalist should have to feel threatened, but it's and and Tim does bring this up. He goes, you know, back back in the day in Tari or whatever, I can't remember. There's a certain country. Tyran. If you're a woman. Yeah, if you if you were a woman, they wouldn't send you to those countries because they know you'd be brutalized. Right. Yeah, whatever, you know. So I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I it's kind of he like, should have the right to go, but it's also his responsibility. His well, safety. That's, yeah, that's kind of temple. It's just like you know, in principle, I you're agree. an idiot. He's like no, you're no, an idiot. No, no, he said in principle, I agree with the, the the concept that you should be able to cover these events without being harassed, no matter who you are. But we don't live in a principled world. We we have to deal with the reality on the ground as things happen and develop. And well, and he said that like by him being there, he takes the possibility of 
Andy No being put front and center instead of the story. Yeah, but like, this but, is what he's see, talking the, about. Well, this is what I would I would push back on like Tim's opinion about that a little bit because now it is a story. It wouldn't have been there was I, no fucking I agree. story. So I now people actually had a reason to pay attention. Like I I don't know. I don't do you, I mean like do you know who Dan Bullis is? Uh, I probably do, but I can't off the top of the old noggin. Dan Bullis was the journalist that was murdered by the mob, basically because of his investigate. Like, or they think, yeah, you know, but car bomb was put there, in, in, in his car. So it's like he was going after corruption, doing all this stuff, and it's like Edward Snowden, same thing. They all freaking knew Julian Assange that they would be lambasted, accosted, and like, what are you going to call Edward Snowden? Like a, a fucking moron. Like, you're going to sit there like, oh, you didn't plan this out. You didn't think about how you were going to be protected in this country. You had to run like a little bitch. Like, oh, you're putting yourself in the front of this story. No, Edward Snowden just it, 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 it expo exposed everything. So that's where I disagree with Tim on that. It's like, what are you talking about? I agree well, like, with what you said. Sometimes you have to take risks. And if other people aren't doing it effectively, I mean, he did make a good point about uh, that's when you build out. That's when you create personal infrastructure. That's when you hire people. That's when you. But do he's cetera, already got the post millennial who knows how much money he's making from that. Where kind of money? He no, has. but that's but that, his point was then you should send your anonymous reporters, et cetera, et cetera. Do not go there but yourself. Don't, but don't you think that takes balls? What he did, Mike? Do you oh, think this takes balls? Crazy. He, I mean, he might be a little crazy. It's definitely, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know anything about the story, but I just told you the story. Well, yeah, no, I. I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's, I, not, I, it's not even a. It's not. If he wanted to go, I feel no, like he no, should go. No, listen. Andy No got attacked by Antifa. Like I know that. Whatever. Blah 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 yeah. blah. And they they do death threats against him all the time. He said he went back to for his parents because they were sick, and then he decided he wants to write like an extra chapter for his book or something. Yeah. Yeah. So he should have went. I mean, if he has a reason. Uh, he has. Like, is he an idiot? Do you view that as him being brave, bold, stupid, whatever? Maybe a little bit of both. Right. But that's my thing is it, I don't really – I don't know why Tim would say that. I don't know. Like, I was kind of, like, too quick to talk on it. Like, he well, was yeah, mad yeah. that conservatives were hiding the fact that they knew what – it was Andy No. Like, he was – he was – he gave a very knee-jerk opinion, and then – he did his classic Tim Pool thing where he just doubles down and doubles down and doubles down and doesn't move from his central thesis mm -hmm. no matter what evidence is presented to him. I mean, like, he was making claims that he couldn't possibly know. Like oh, about, about the security. Security like, or whatever. Yeah. Like, he didn't know about whether he had a plan or not. Who the fuck knows? Like, nobody really knows. And that's, you know, maybe that's part of the issue, I suppose. The the trans yeah. after the fact, although, and that's the that's the grifting angle with Andy. No, because now Andy, we're not going to find out till his extra chapters added to his book well, for you to and, buy. And Andy, no, did not come out and say it right away. That was very strange. Why didn't he come out that night and be like, "I was attacked by Antifa"? Well, because he might have wanted to like make sure his family was secure, like he was out of there. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons. Potential I mean, reasons. They already I know, know is. I, I'm just saying though, like that's the suspicious part. Or that's maybe the he, part that made that made Tim Pool upset is that every like there was certain people who knew what happened and knew it was him, but he wanted to let the momentum build up or whatever they decided. Like it wasn't transparent. It was weird. 
that like nobody who even knew of the situation and knew really what happened didn't come forward and say because everyone was like is andy we no one knew where he was everyone was like is he hurt He's not talking. He's supposed to be yeah, in England. There, there could be something calculated. It generated a story. That's what he was mad about. Trust, sure. But if that didn't happen, then there would be no story, period. Like I, not, I, I, I don't know. If he were to release this information the next day, is it any more or less impactful? I don't know. I, I, I think it would make it more impactful the way it happened, personally. I think this brings a little more light to it. But the, the thing is, like, why didn't we hear about what happened in Minnesota? They rioted, too. When they tried to tear down the George Floyd autonomous zone thing, like yeah, I, well, I mean, down. there were videos and stuff. I follow some yeah, people when, on Twitter, posting yeah, that's videos. On, that's on Twitter though. It's not on no, Fox News, you know. Well, no, yeah, Andy No is now a, a name. Yeah, he's, he's going to go on Fox or whatever. But but and, and then in Minneapolis, a guy that was a felon that had a gun or something tried to shoot a cop and like he got killed and they rioted for him in St. Paul. So it's yeah. just like they're they're just full of shit, man. I have no idea. I'm just saying, man. But that's what I mean. So like, so if it requires somebody like Andy No to make a spectacle to even bring attention to it in the first place, yes. I mean that's a broken system, anyways. Like, why is doesn't Fox have fucking people out there at all these cities? Because there's nothing that's different. It doesn't nothing matter. Will, nothing will change. Well, we're just talking about public perception and knowledge because, like, it is an info war. Not to be cliche, that is a big part of it. Things that are out of sight are out of mind. If you're not reminded well, I, of something every day, then you I, just don't acknowledge it because it's not happening everywhere in the country. It's in very specific pockets. No, and I understand that. And I think Tucker Carlson who said he was working on something about Portland, but I, I just know you can't talk about that shit every day. I just don't think that's gonna. It's not the number one issue in this country at this moment. Okay. It's not at this moment. No, and it's kind of like not... it's kind of like what Douglas Murray said. Like you take that magnifying glass on that one issue, like it it becomes huge. Yeah, no, it becomes the focus and everybody and thinks then, it's what's representative of everything. Yes. Right. And so I think that is fair. And if Tucker Carlson focused focuses on more cultural issues and like the CRT is widespread throughout the country, that is everywhere. Like have experts come on and like these things, like those things I think are more relevant to the culture wars than a bunch of pissed off, like mongoloid looking assholes. Like in, yeah. like, you know, it's like, it shouldn't be the focus on everything, I guess. It's like, like, well, like but one biological thing we, males competing in women's sports. That well, should be but a like, big deal. Yeah. But I think it's all part and parcel of a larger thing that are all actually connected. It's all. Connected. I, I agree. I agree. So, but, you know, but, but like, when do you pay attention to this or the like that or the other thing is that's a difficult question. Trump, we all thought know. Trump was going to blow everyone out of water in the election because of everything that happened last year with all the violent stuff. And it didn't No, because it, because it's an info war. Like I said, it's a perception war. I understand that. But anyway, you know, I mean? you know we do. And Mike, I want you to watch this. I think we should before we go. I do want to watch this video. Yeah, Mike, do you have anything you, you want to say? No, I'm good. Mike's Mike. out tonight. He's just not in it. You're not living it, dude. What's well, no, about? you're talking about, like, these, I didn't know about the story. He doesn't know the full context. He didn't see the Tim Pool, like, video and tweets. And I don't stuff. watch Tim Pool anymore, dude. I can't handle that guy. You know, I, I, I he think. He just tries to sell me freaking dry food and fucking <laughs> Do you watch, I mean, you still watch AJ? To. You still watch <laughs> Alex Jones? I haven't watched Alex Jones in a little while, but yeah, I'll still watch Alex Jones because Alex Dude, Jones I, I, not I only informs watch, me, I, but he makes me laugh too. So 
I gotta well, I, I I gotta watch it if I on the off chance I ever go to like band dot video and watch Alex Jones, I have to uh, wait until there's the re-upload. I can't watch the live broadcast because there's so yeah. many commercials, but they cut out all the commercials. Yeah, I can't watch that the, either. And they re-up it, and I'm like, thank fucking god, because it's like feels like it's like ninety percent of the fucking show is ads. No, it's awful. And, yeah. Whatever, but um, you can watch the video on there. Oh, I've only ever seen the audio, and it's yeah. like, oh, you can watch the video. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I guess it makes sense. Band on video, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. But Alex Jones gives me entertainment too. He informs well, and entertains. I think, listen, I understand. I I've even grown a little wary of of Tim Pool in a way, but I think it's still better than ninety percent of crap. Like I, I mean, and I mean, like I don't think his takes are completely ridiculous and i, and I, I don't know you know who i watch now it's like the david patrick uh um patrick david Pac- show david pacman no patrick david it's like the val um val valentinum or valentine entertainment oh value entertainment yeah i think that's yeah. what it is yeah i think you're you right. know yeah, him he's, he's for, like he's from iran yeah 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 he's an interesting guy he's an interesting guy for sure he's a good interviewer yeah, yeah. So I don't listen know, to a lot of his stuff know, now. I don't know anything about him personally, but like uh, the few interviews I've watched of him, he's a great. And he pushes, and he's like aggressive. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's talented. No, he's yeah. talented, and he has. I've listened. I've listened to some of his stuff about like his opinion on certain things, and I, I, I think I agree with all, some of the things he's saying. He has a left wing guy on there that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, gives his perspective. Yeah. And, uh, Tim is very authoritarian on his show and stuff. Like I can't. Like sometimes. I like it when he actually lets people talk. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. just like say his stuff all the time. I'm like, dude. I mean, maybe it's because I watch your show every night or whatever. Like, or you know, most most nights, I'm like, what this? You got this guy on here. He's the expert. Why are you? Listen, I just can't deal with Temple. He just yeah. seems like he doesn't. Well, have... he also he he had a little bit. He's had a little bit of a a, a political awakening. That is different than a couple of years ago for sure, because now he's yeah. definitely more anarchist side, and it's such a new thing to him. And uh, he's working out those ideas. He's like working that. out those ideas in public, and you can see. And this is just we've talked about this before. It's a consequence of getting that big and that famous, and having that much money, and that the, those that many resources. He's just a little out of touch, I think, with where you were a couple of years ago, and that's yeah. So it becomes I, less personal. It becomes yeah. kind of more. More routine, and then you hear him say things, and you're just like, "Ah, oh, dude, like I don't know, man, I don't know." I don't. I, 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 I still enjoy free Ian. Stuff. Free Ian. Yeah, like, but Ian has gotten found his place on the show, and I think he's become he's actually like a lot more fun, like well, because that, he was awkward at first, not his fault. Well, but. they uh, what they did was they had a year of Tim being a dick, and now it's a meme, and now they all acknowledge the meme, and now it's a part of the show. Like now it's a joke. For for but no, but like Ian is actually kind of definitely found his place as far as like it's not even really that bad at least recently it hasn't been no that's what i'm saying now they acknowledge yeah. the dynamic yes they, they acknowledge it when they're talking to each other they even make jokes about it like yeah. oh shit ian here ian's going and he's yeah. like all right all right but yeah. like and that's and it makes it at least comfortable to watch it's not like it doesn't <laughs> get yeah. sometimes it would delve into the cringe territory where you're just like ah what do you, don't don't be a dick tim come on He's not coming at you because Ian does not come at people hard, and you're just like you can say the yeah. same things you got to say to him. You can go be a dick about it, but anyways, I guess yeah, so everybody has those problems when you're doing something you every do, day. Do you know how old Ian is? Uh, forty-two. 
45 or something like that. Like 41. Yeah, he's, he's been around for a while. I mean, he Tim's looks young. Tim was like 36. Yeah, something like 35, that. 35, 36. Yeah. But anyway, okay. All right, now now we're going to get into the the sports section of the show. Yes, so, I just want to say Bruins even, in five. So I, let, let, to, to explain the game, it was tied 1-1 overtime. And the point, no, before you hit play, you might want to turn that down before you hit play. Because that is probably going to be ridiculously loud. So long story short, so you see this guy. Uh, if you guys can't see it, there is a guy in a Boston Bruins bar. And it's one New York, New York Islander fan and 100 Boston, Boston Bruins fans. Yeah. So, but to go back just to history, they were doing it in a New York Islander bar, and there was one Boston fan. Okay. Uh, okay. So they moved it. So, like the other videos are hilarious too. But this guy just had. They just basically got get scored on, and the Boston Bruins win. And this is the culmination of events. It All is right. hilarious. Let's check it out. <laughs> It gets so much better. <laughs> that guy just doesn't want to die. That's it. It's so good. Was bountiful. But like you said, there was one other angle. A guy was like humping him. He just come up and start fuck, like fucking humping him in the back. He's like, "You fucking suck." It is so good because because if you watch the clip before that, where the dude absolutely stands up on chairs when they tie it, and he's like, "Fuck you, fuck you." It's fun, dude. It is actually a lot. Of, it really got me into hockey in a way I wasn't expecting because it has kind of made it more fun. Anyway, yeah, I don't think I've ever watched the full hockey game. I haven't. I haven't until pretty much this the playoffs. But it's been fun. It's been fun I to have. see the the camaraderie and stuff. I've been to games. Like I've been to a couple games, Avalanche games and stuff. All right. So but, what's yeah. the break? So who's fighting tomorrow night? And what's the break? Oh, dude, listen, man. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Is that tomorrow? It's tomorrow. No, I thought it was on Sunday. Oh, is this Sunday? Are you well, sure? Well, that's what Floyd Sunday? said. Floyd said, I'm doing it on Sunday. Well, maybe it's late, but no, I, I swear. Maybe, yeah, you might be right. Let me see. Logan Paul versus Mayweather is... Why would that not just be the first thing that fucking pops up? Uh, time. Just say the date. June 6th, which is tomorrow, right? No, that's Sunday. Okay, so June 6th. Oh, no! Yeah, it's Sunday. Because he wanted to do it Sunday. 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, he wanted to do it Sunday. And they'll enter the ring around 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I'm not watching all that shit before because that's garbage. So you're trying to watch it though Sunday then? Yeah, I'll watch it. I'm just going to watch the fight though. I'm not watching any of that other fucking bullshit they do. I don't think they're having any of that. I don't think. Well, they're going to have two hours or something. I'm not watching that two hours of shit. Oh, I'm going to show up at 10 and get ready to watch. That's why. Yeah. Because I'm not. Well, Logan Paul, you know, definitely 
No Logan Paul looks hell. pretty fucking bad in his little sparring videos. I don't think he has a chance in hell, honestly. But it's going to be fun. I don't know. I don't know if he was faking that. I don't know if he was, like, faking what he was doing. But, like, so, in his sport, when he, like, when he was, like, practicing with, like, his coach, like... And they got the body his, shot, then boom. Yeah, like, and then to the head. I don't, like, if Conor McGregor <laughs> couldn't really get there, I can't see Logan Paul getting there. But, you know, I, I, yeah, it's ridiculous. But it'll be fun. But it would be really hilarious. If he could knock him out, I guess. It could be a fast and, fight, I think, yeah. I mean, it could. There, listen, it's eight rounds, three-minute rounds, so uh, Floyd's going to carry him. It's an exhibition, and it's just going <clears> to <throat> The thing is, You don't think done. Floyd's just going to go in to prove a point and just wreck this motherfucker? No, because he could get clipped. And well, Floyd also, doesn't really ever knock people out. Yeah, he maybe in okay. his young days, but not. No, I think he only Sean, has like one knockout. Yeah, maybe, right? But like I'm saying... Dude, Jake uh, Logan Paul is like six foot two, hundred ninety. He can't weigh over one hundred ninety pounds, so yeah, he's, he's gonna big. be a, he's gonna be around two hundred pounds probably fight night. Yeah, and I would say Mayweather is probably gonna be like one sixty. Yeah, it's gonna be about a forty pound difference. Yeah, so that's a lot. It's anything's possible, but if he does like a Tyson Fury thing. Where he just leans on you, doesn't even try to hit you. Really, he just lays on you. And tries yeah, to but he's not that good, though. No, he's he might not be. I don't know. I have he's no. He's not idea. a fucking Tyson Fury, dude. Tyson Fury versus Mayweather. Who wins? Tyson Fury all day, dude. Kill yeah, him. kill him. But yeah, Tyson oh, Fury's oh. like an excellent boxer, Dan. Yeah, he is. It's fantastic. Listen. Oh, by the way, so Sean, you got to be there because we got to do it. Tyson Fury, Wilder. Deontay Wilder oh, 3. When's, when's that happening? I think it's in August. It's going to be like Trump comes back in and then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but his brother's that. fighting again too, Sean. Jake Paul's fighting Tyron Woodley. I'm more excited for yeah. that fight than this fight. Uh, me too. I, okay. I mean, I, that's going to be fun. Because yeah, gonna that's going to be a fun fight. Don't you have to young. pay for this? Is this a lot of money? Yeah, yes, we have to pay for it, Sean. Yes, we will pay well, All that, lemon. No, so, what it, lemon whatever, or comedy, Sean. That's how we're paying for it if you get my drift. Lemon I mean, no, but like they are really intense about their copyright stuff. They, they can't were, do anything to us. They were, are they trying, are, weren't they, the, the company that put it on tried, not us, I'm saying Sue, um, what's his name? H3H3. H3? Yeah, you yeah, can It all got, it's not illegal. What we're doing is not, burn it, we can't get in trouble for it. No, I'm not saying that you can get it. I'm saying that uh, to be able to actually find a source, if you know what I mean. Easy. Well, I it's do easy. It all the time. Okay. Okay. Hey, I, I use the lemon economy. Listen, if, lemons, and I'm in. Sean. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say if I could do it, you could do it. No, I understand that. I'm just saying because of the last time uh, that company. It's not the same company. It's not the same company. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think Triller's running this. I have no idea. No, 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 no. This is TMZ. This is fucking Floyd Merriweather, dog. Yeah. It's not Trilla, yeah. dude. TMZ? You're talking yeah. about the TMZ, like the, the, tabloid? Like the, the tabloid outlet thing? TMZ? Yeah, TMZ, like the people that break news. <laughs> break news. God dang. Yeah? Well, whatever they do. That, yeah, yeah, that's like yeah, Floyd they, Merriweather. TMZ used to be like Hollywood. Like, they would be like go take photos of people. I'm pretty yeah. sure TMZ's running this event. I don't know. We I, could look it up real right. quick. You could. Before we go, we don't want to misinform people, of course. I, yeah, I mean. Use here. Let me see. It says, uh, doesn't say. Um, no, it has to. It would be promoter. Promoter. Yeah. 
Motion. Fan Mio? I don't know. Vivid Seats. Yeah, I don't I don't see anyone that really says who putting it on. Well, this is a picture, maybe we'll say. It says Fan Mio Boxing is the image. Oh, okay. I thought it was TMZ or they might uh, be. Live on Showtime. So it's Showtime. Okay, yeah. Showtime. Showtime, Showtime pay-per-view. That's who it is then. Yeah. Showtime. But anyway. It's in the yeah. arena. Yeah. But they had to push this back, this fight already, because no one was interested. Like they were like, eh. I'm honestly not that I'm I'm more interested in the little brother versus Tyron Woodley. I know. It's kind of funny he's eclipsing him. He's kind of yeah. becoming more popular. I think the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren was a was a top five pay per view of all time, top ten pay per view of all time. I think it was top five pay per view of all time. Well, that was a horrible fucking pay per view. It's probably top ten worst pay per view of all time it's, too. It's, that music performance shit was awful. Anyway, we've been going too long. Thank you for joining us this week. Follow Sean at Twitter at Sean at Zubox at Sean Zubox me. On Twitter at DanZooBox. Like, share, comment, subscribe, at least comment. Um, yeah. And Dan, I have a hot take real quick. Hot take. Do you know Gordon Ryan and uh, George St. Pierre? They're kind of from like the same camp. Mm -hmm. They both have stomach problems. Mm -hmm. Hot take is they're taking some kind of steroid that's causing their stomach to be all fucked up. And that's mm -hmm. why they both got fucking stomach you problems because yeah. they're cheating and they're taking steroids. Hot uh, take. Mike needs to do a drop the mic on Hot it. take. Hey, you people have people have not with George St. Pierre but with Gordon Ryan. I mean yeah. if you look at him like a couple years ago he was like like size of like me and you and then all of a sudden he's fucking eight pack fucking ripped. Ripped. Hey, it is what it is. Well, and there see. are steroids that do mess up your intestinal like your stomach lining i, I that is a you. side effect i'll take your word for it sure i'm not saying it's true because <laughs> but could be hot take all right everybody thank you so much this has been zoo box a podcast about nonsense much of which you've just heard um and we'll talk to you guys next week adios